on the episode of Teenagers with Attitude that I was on, like I, I said, like you know, all we always if if somebody was unable to watch the episode, then we wait for them to watch it. And it hurts me more than you've ever guessed. If my heart could be, it would break my chest. But I can see you're unimpressed. So leave me be. Let me rest in peace. Let me get some sleep. Let me take my love and bury it and hold it six foot deep. I can lay my body down, but I can't find my sweet release. So let me rest in peace. Why don't you let me rest in peace? Welcome to Slain Air, or The Slayer in the Rye, or To Kill a Vampire, or Buffleberry Finn, or Mary Shelley's Slayer Sign, the picture of Dorian Slay, the adventures of the adventures of Tom Slayer. No, no, I, th- well, I think Kendall, you really slayed that. I think we'll just go with. I think we'll just go with the complete works Slay- of William Slay Slakespeare. I didn't say oh that good. Uh, I'll, I'll, Slayer. and and also I'll just say. You think that's bad? You should see what Jordan was wearing. It was just a unitard with a bunch of little pony parts on it. I'm I'm Kendall. Uh, I'm Greg. I'm Emily. I'm Jordan. I, oh well, I already introduced myself, and this is our special guest, Casey. Hi, I'm the special guest. I was gonna say I'm just waiting for the usual call-in order. I well, yeah, you know, it's. You gotta understand. It was like three quarters of the way there. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be that the it's host, co-host, guest. I was the host, so I introduced myself, and then the rest of you guys didn't do it. And the co-hosts are in co-hosts are alphabetical. I just you know, so it shouldn't have been Greg first. I don't even know. I'm gonna take a shot of this. Uh, <laughs> well, that's because Greg is the real host. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That's why he always goes first. That's true, because otherwise, why would I be reading from IMDb right now if I was if I was the host? You know, um, I was literally just bringing that up. So wait, are you actually reading? I've got it I've got it pulled up. I actually have it pulled up because you're actually okay. going to do. I really just wanted to introduce the show. You're actually the host. Oh. Um, <laughs> you really have to get off that. It was a good introduction. I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's like the joke that I made the last time we reviewed a Buffy episode, only not as funny. Um. So writer wait, what? Car- I made the exact same joke la- the last Buffy episode, but my puns were better. You reviewed a Buffy episode? Yes. Yeah, that was the Valentine's, Valentine's episode. episode. I don't remember this at all. You should go back and listen to it. It's good. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Jordan I and I. I get this. Car, go ahead. Writer Carl Ellsworth was fired by Joss Whedon immediately after completing the script for this episode. Oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. It is wow. learned... In this episode, that Giles' nickname in his youth was Ripper. At one point, a prequel spinoff named Ripper, detailing adventures of young Giles, was proposed. And it should have been a thing, because it would have been really cool. At the end of the episode, Ethan leaves a note for Giles that says, Be seeing you. This is a tribute to the cult series The Prisoner, where the phrase was used as a typical farewell. It's also a sign that he will be returning in later episodes. This is the first appearance of Larry Blaisdell, who I have no idea who that is. That's the school boy. That's a, yeah, I had to look it up because I was like, like, who's Larry? Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, you guys don't remember Larry? He like almost punched Sander and he gets the thing happens. I, well, yeah, I, I don't remember the creepy by the name. pirate rapey man. 
Man, Look, there's I'm... a weird Al song called I Remember Larry. Yeah, I was about to say that's the only Larry I know. But I, I don't remember any details What of about it. Larry the Lobster from Spongebob? So oh, we'll so discuss you... Xena. Writer Carl Ellsworth will later go on to write several episodes of Xena Warrior Princess. Good for him. Um, and then I'm going to read this uh, this long, big, long paragraph, and then I'll be done. The two-faced statue, Janice, used by Ethan Rain in this episode, is later seen in Tabula Raza behind Giles when he finds his airline ticket in his pocket, as well as in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Dead Things, 2002, on a shelf next to the cash register. In ancient Roman mythology, Janus was the literal two-faced god of gates, of doors, and of beginnings and endings. This and was worshipped at harvest, marriages, births, and other kinds of beginnings. The month January is named after him, as is door into the new year, as it is the door into the new year. It might be speculated the statue in Tabula Raza symbolizes Giles leaving Sunnydale and going to England. Hmm. Spoilers. What a punk. That's almost word for word what's in the, the uh, uh, fan wiki, too. Speaking of episode titles what was the name of that episode where you guys reviewed the star trek episode first because it had the same name proving grounds proving grounds is tabula rasa on the same level as proving grounds as name of episode of show that shows up a lot really yes yes because literally literally i watched um i watched the the tabula rasa episode of buffy and it was the same week as there was another show and the episode was titled Tabula Raza. I don't remember. I don't remember I know what the one on Heroes. It wouldn't have been Heroes because it would have been later. I want to. For some reason, I think it was Young Justice, but hmm. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but, there was one yeah, on Young yeah. Justice. So you see, there's. So a, I tried playing that game too, and it 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 didn't last long. Which game? Tabula Rasa. Rasa. Oh, I don't know. There was. A, oh, I mean, actually, I guess I'm not surprised. There's a game called that. Okay, here's where I put I throw out my ignorance. What does that mean? It means Why blank is it slate. so much. Yeah, it means blank, blank slate. Ah, oh, gotcha. It's actually it's actually a really solid episode. I guess we're gonna have to review it next time we run out of ideas or uh, get into a giant fight. <laughs> no, that other recording session went great. We just lost it in the mail. <laughs> okay. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. Um. What's the TF wiki say, Jordan? To all of our listeners, you're never going to hear us reviewing The Last Name. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we, we can say stuff about it, but we're not going to oh, yeah. do an episode. No. Some of us liked it, some of us didn't. Also, Bumblebee is great. <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. That's the exclamation point on that. <laughs> yep. Let's keep going. I'm three shots in, so we got to get, get this done before <laughs> the, the liquor kicks in. Uh, I'm not sure or hasn't already. Let's see. So on the wiki, we've got continuity notes. Uh, I'm putting out this one because it seems to be very nitpicky, but it says (laughs) contrary to popular belief, Cordelia doesn't learn that Angel is a vampire in this episode. Despite having interacted. (laughs) Yeah. Despite having having interacted with him uh, regularly since prophecy girl, she doesn't believe Buffy when she tells, tells her. Later, when Buffy's under the uh, under the spell and tells her again, she sarcastically replies, "Yes, Buffy, Angel's a vampire, but he's a good vampire." She actually finds out off screen sometime after this episode. 
did people not realize that, that was supposed to be like ironic that oh it's she's saying exactly what he is but she doesn't know it oh i yeah. guess so well, well if you were we, if you were like trying to find like like key events I can see how somebody would be like, well, this is the episode where Buffy tells her that he's that he's a vampire, but it's not the episode where she learns. I mean, that maybe he's it's a like that thing where people thought Tarantulas was actually the spawn of Unicron, even though that was clearly just an insult. Was it? Was I, it clearly an insult? It was clearly an yeah, insult. We're still not sure. <laughs> I disagree with you, Casey. You want to fight about it? Sure, you spawn of Unicron. And this fight will be a drinking contest. Oh, no. <laughs> Might win. Well, technically, Casey's got a handicapped plan for her, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so do we have anything else interesting there? Range? Yeah, uh, hold on here. Uh, this episode marks the first appearance of Leary, who we were at, was surprising, who, as I said, was the school bully. And, um, oh, wait, where is this? Living like Larry. Uh, apparently, Halloween is a tradition, traditionally a quiet night for undead activity. Which makes sense to me. Because that's like, wasn't that how Halloween was started? Was like, so everyone like goes out and like pretends to be like a spirit. So that the ghost can't alone. Well, yeah. So, I mean, Halloween is All Hallows Eve because it's the day before All Saints Day, uh, which um, like Catholics or something, some branch of Christianity believes that uh or believed or i don't know how math works um that that people who die over the course of the year their spirits like go around like they they don't go they don't actually go to heaven until all saints day on november 1st so so halloween all hallows eve is like their last chance to boogie woogie (laughs) <laughs> um, before they got to go to heaven. So that's why there's like the freak out stuff. And then people were like scared of that. And so at least the way this, as the story goes, people were scared of that. And then, as the story and then people, so then other people would dress as, you know, dress as ghosts or whatever and knock on the door and be like, give us candy or we'll haunt you. That's why it's trick or treat. You know, you know, either give either give us a treat or we'll <laughs> do a thing. So uh, there's also here, it says the bronze may be the only club in Sunnydale, but a place called the Shelter Club is close enough for Dingo's Ate My Baby to have a gig. Is so it? I guess it's not. I guess the Shelter Club's not in Sunnydale. But also isn't the bronze not, it's not that it's the only club in Sunnydale, it's the only place worth hanging out. Hmm. Now so, Dingo's Ate My Baby, is that a fictional band? That's Oz's band, yeah. It's, yeah, it's Oz's fictional band, yes. Are the other members the hyena people who ate the principal? No. <laughs> no, they're in the band Hyenas Ate My Principal. <laughs> uh, it also says that Xander tells Snyder that one day he, he will tell him exactly what he thinks of him. This will occur in Restless, although it is arguably imaginary. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Snyder? The principal. He's Quark. Oh, Quark, yes. yes. I, I love Quark, Principal. All right, and we have I a body. I arguably imaginary. That's a, <laughs> we're not sure. It could have been a dream sequence, or he could have done it for real. Who knows? I didn't uh, need to see that. I need to watch that episode now, I guess. So we have a lot of things now, Ken. <laughs> it sounds we like. We have a tally of, body, of bodies that were killed in this episode, and we have two people who died. One was a vampire staked by Buffy. The other person was Will Rosenberg, 
<laughs> she suffers to death. But when the, the spell reverses, she she revives. With the bodies of the <laughs> that's why that's why this show is so great because like a lot of a lot of like big like another show would make it like would make it a very like grotesque like over the top death scene. But she's just like I can't breathe, and then she and then she collapses. Like it's like clearly she died. You can you know you can tell that, but they didn't you know they didn't spend a minute and a half showing her die, so they were able to you know do more fun things later. Yeah. How old is she in this episode? Um, so she should be a. They graduated in the third season. Yeah, they graduated at the end of the third season, so she should be a junior in high school. Okay, yeah. so probably like seventeen, sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Somewhere around there. I don't remember if there's a specific like Willow's birthday episode. Mm. <laughs> Shall I go on to the pop culture references? Sure. Go for it. No, okay, so- I forbid you. Yes, go for uh, it. <laughs> uh, there is a black and white oval sticker with the letters WP on it. The letters stand for the uh, Southern ro- Jam Rock Band Widespread Panic. The The note then goes into basically where you can see it and all the other episodes. Apparently, they threw it on a lot of things in the in the show. Hmm. Uh, well, because there, of all the widespread panic that he's caused in the show. <laughs> uh, it also mentions the uh, Xena thing too here it says there's a reference to the cult sci-fi series i would think it would be fantasy series but yeah. it was Zeno, Warrior it cult it was fairly popular yeah in a line will says about buffy's costume she uses she couldn't have dressed up as xena given xena's huge lesbian fan base this could also be seen as a hint of Will's future character yes <laughs> I, like, I like that a lot i like that a lot in one episode xena Why returns the tribute xena <laughs> Uh, Xena returns to the tribute featuring the play Buffius the, Bu- the Bacchier Slayer. <laughs> uh, the, the Man, that's that... so cool that that's the, the idea that that's a hint at <laughs> that that's a hint at, at her becoming at her being gay is great because there are she's, there are, she's I, a big I, fan of Xena the Warrior I, Princess. I, yeah, I mean that sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> I think even though I was not one of these people because it was, I guess, before my time. But, I mean, I know there are plenty of people where Buffy was a part of their gay awakening. <laughs> they watched I mean, Xena the Warrior well, Princess as, like, say saying Zeno they're a friend of yours. But, I mean, Buffy was too, I'm sure. <laughs> I was um, going to say, uh, saying that a, a girl is um, a fan of Xena is like saying uh, a dude is a friend of Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Do I think there's an actual person out there? There is. You know, that protects lesbians then? Oh, no, no, no. Just like how they thought that Dorothy was an actual person who was helping hide the gays? I think there is actually um, a female version of Friend of Dorothy already. Just Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not as cool as Friend of... Fan of Xena. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. So, uh... It's... Mentions that Ethan Rain's quote that uh, I feel quite moved to make you a deal you can't refuse is a reference to Godfather. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, when when uh, <laughs> Michael Corleone uh, said, I think that you should buy that dress. Uh, when Buffy's talking to Giles and says, well, she said that you were a hunk of burning something or other. She probably was b- re- referenced the <laughs> the Elvis song. 
which has, you know, the chorus, hunka hunka Bernie Love. Yeah, I'd say so. And then there was that other reference to The Godfather where Buffy's mom had an orange in her mouth. <laughs> uh, Cordelia mentions, uh, like a Care Bear with fangs, the Care Bears were a series of collectible teddy bears introduced by Hasbro's in the 1980s and quickly spun off into a huge entertainment and empire. Isn't there like a villain in one of the sequel <laughs> comics that's basically vampire Care Bears or something? That hmm. sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. I remember one had a book as a villain. It's uh, that sounds more like an angel villain than a Buffy villain. But uh, um, uh, I'm sure Angel also has comics. I may be conflating the two. Yes, Angel. Angel also has comics. Uh, they um, actually, it's interesting because Angel, uh, the IDW had the license for Angel for a long time. So there's like uh, a run of Angel comics that takes place right after the the Angel TV series that like are vaguely. Like, they never reference them, but they're still technically in continuity. And then Angel show, and then Dark Horse, Horse got the Angel license, and so they're, they're like, it's more So they cohesive. could never have the crossover with Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh. Um, Cordelia mentions that I was just attacked by Jojo the Dog-Faced Boy. Jojo the Dog-Faced Boy was one of the many curiosities exhibited by showman P.T. Barnum. I think we actually mentioned that about... Uh, in Beast Wars, because uh, Black Rachnia calls. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she does know, refer to Silverbolt as JoJo. It's like a really weird reference for her yeah. to make. It feels a little before her time. Maybe it was something that people referenced in the '90s a lot. Eh, fair enough. I mean, if it's in Beast Wars, it's got to be '90s. Sander references to Cordelia as Catwoman. You know, saying Catwoman, you're with me, which is a DC Comics Batman, uh, Batman villain. She's not the only I'm, cat woman. I'm really glad. I'm really glad that you're that the wiki's here to tell us these things because I didn't know who Catwoman was. <laughs> the line where Xander refers to as Catwoman is a subtle reference to the DC Comics character of the same name. Subtle. <laughs> if you want to know what I really think about Catwoman, listen to the Pull List podcast on the Kendall Cast Podcast Network, where I talk about it. Now, if you had called her Selena Kyle, that would have been a subtle reference. <laughs> Not even really, but people who, okay. people who I mean, don't know Batman I, wouldn't I, get I, it. The other problem is, is he's not a comic book nerd at the time. He's a soldier boy, so it, why would he make? He wouldn't be making that reference in a purposeful look, manner. Look, Batman was pretty popular in the nineties. He probably his soldier identity had probably just seen Batman Returns. Also, I have also, a theory. I think they bleed into each other. The personalities. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I have a I have a I, I'll I'll talk about it as it comes up. But yeah, I agree that it, that, that stuff stuff bleeds into each other. Yeah, I well like. Literally, it's a plot point in a later episode that Xander remembers things about being a soldier. Right, he's right. That's broken. I, I think because I think that it is like beyond the like underneath the surface. Basically, my theory is I'm going to tell you my theory now because I don't know if it'll come up organically or not. But it explains the bad acting. Um, <laughs> I think that these are. Uh, it, it's like it's like they are turning into their perception of what that. Uh, of what they're dressing up as would be. Yeah. So I got that impression, that. especially with Buffy. Yeah. Cause like, cause yeah. I mean, cause Buffy is a parody of what that would be. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, 
Well, I mean, they're all parodies. Basically. Yes, it is. It is. But it's a. It's a. It's a comedy show. So they're parodies. So they're <laughs> no, over the top no, parodies. I, mean, and I stuff, went over yeah. this with Emily last night. She also mentioned, "Well, it's a comedy show." Of course, I'm like, "No, I know. I'm just saying." But but yeah, I think I think that they are like it is. So so Xander knows what a normal. Also, Xander knows what a normal person would know because like army soldiers are modern normal people. He just for some reason he's. He doesn't. I thought he was supposed to be like a Vietnam soldier or something. No, I'm so. Well, yeah, no, no I don't think so. He'd be having PTSD flashbacks. No, <laughs> it's not. It's not specifically Vietnam because it's just it's just army I think surplus. I just sort of imagined that because of the fact that Buffy's thing made her go back in time. My brain just made that connection for right, some reason. Right, right. Yeah, it honestly doesn't make a lot of sense that Xander doesn't remember himself if Willow remembers herself, unless well, Willow. Willow- is- Okay, the reason Willow remembers herself is because she's dressed as a ghost of version of herself. So it's just it's just ghost Willow. That's why she specifically is historical ghost character. Yeah, if she was if it was dressed as a different kind of like a different like person Marley. as a ghost, then yeah. she would have been like that. So character. do you think? Okay, so so here's 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 my my thought because she had the um the revealing sexy clothes underneath it. Um, oh, double costume and, and that's immunity. and so that is no no so that outfit is like is actually Willow being her true self because she's like you know in this at this point in the series she's like afraid to be herself she's like really self conscious about all the crap so she's got the the Willow as her true self so then when she dies and becomes a ghost she's her true self and that's why she's so much more confident because she feels comfortable yeah. being herself that, that makes sense. Felt that. I, I kind of actually that. felt that that was going on. To be honest, I was making that up as I was going along. I think I I knew about half of <laughs> I, that. I picked up on that you were making it up, but I mean, it still sounds. Yeah. Good. It it just like was kind of going with me. Okay, let's. Uh, this is good. Well, I, wait, I, got, I got like <laughs> three more quick little things I can go over. Okay, okay. okay, hurry up. But I, this one because I just I just love how sometimes people are are looking into every little minutia. We're under goof bloopers and continuity errors. When Buffy returns to the table with her free Diet Dr. Pepper from the vending machine, <laughs> it, ap- it appears to change ownership. First in Buffy's hand, clearly open, then in the middle of the table, and by the middle of the conversation, Will ha- is not only holding it, but also drinking it. That's because she wants to like know what Buffy's mouth tastes like. Well, maybe they're oh, sharing it. Yeah. Because they also they're friends, and friends share sodas. Like, this isn't an error. I don't um, stay away from my soda. It is. I mean, it is a little bit. It, it could be a little bit weird if it's just like jumping around over the course of the scene. But that's because uh, Will is very about getting her sodas. Uh, Will and Buffy state that the name of the woman in the drawing isn't given in the book, but it is clearly labeled Sarah Goodfriend. <laughs> no, no, no. They were saying it, she's a good friend of Sarah. It's, it's like a. It's like being a friend of Dorothy, but back in Victorian times. <laughs> And then finally, See, I always thought a- she was Darla, because it's specifically it's it's Angel's past, and it's a picture of a lady that looks like Darla. Hmm. Well, maybe she was. Maybe that was like the implied thing. I mean, I mean, it, maybe that she went by a pseudonym until when the book was written. It also could yeah. be. It also, yeah. I mean, it could be that, or it could be that like her name was Sarah Goodfriend when she was <laughs> when she was a human, and then she changed her name. Uh- like ironic that she because she was not a good friend because like I don't think I don't I mean I I don't think 
Angel's real name was Angel's real name Angelus? Was Spike's I, real name Spike? Or did they take on, or did they take yeah, on those names was, when they was, become he vampires? Named himself after his favorite dog, like Indiana Jones. <laughs> I have no idea. We <laughs> named the dog Indiana. <laughs> uh, and then we got a final little note here that says that this was not guest star Robin Sachs, who who plays Ethan, by the way. Uh, first encounter with a blood-sucking undead. A much younger Sax starred as uh, Heinrich, the vampire acrobat, in the 1971 British horror film Vampire Circus. Nice. <laughs> I actually kind of want to see this movie now. Next bonus episode. <laughs> Add that to the bonus episode list for the complete works of William Slakespeare. <laughs> Did you say Slake? Yeah, like Slay. Yes, I actually made that joke twice earlier. Um... <laughs> No, I heard you when he made it the first time. I just, my brain, for some reason, forgot that, oh yeah, Slay is still in there. He didn't just accidentally say the word slake like slaking your thirst. Empire Circus is something for the Hammer Film Productions. So that's, that means that that's going to be a treat. Mm. So that was all the trivia bits we had from the Buffy Wiki? Yes, that was all the, the little bits and stuff. I okay. mean, there's there's more, but those were some of the more salient like Xander ones. Xander is a turd. Pirate guy's a turd. Well, there was also, it mentioned uh, the thing Spike does. They basically made the subtleties of him very overt and creepy and weird, and I'm sure we'll get into it when we see them. Spike's Probably. a turd, but I mean, he's also the villain. Yeah, I mean, and Xander's a, yeah. Yeah, Xander's kind of still terrible at this point in the series. It's okay. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Speaking of of the episode at hand let's get to it uh this one we open up at, with uh oh, by, the, the, theme song. by the way oh, by the way guys we're talking about <laughs> season oh, yeah. two episode six season two episode six halloween of buffy the vampire slayer see i am all thrown off i wonder why we would be reviewing the episode halloween at this time of year how strange yeah but yes it's almost like we... this is halloween <laughs> Everybody Although this episode is going to be coming out shortly before Halloween. It's close but, enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's a month of Halloween. Yeah. So this you know, episode. Like, like two months of Christmas these days. Mm. Halloween deserves a month. Mm. Yes. So getting to the episode at hand. We open with Buffy fighting off a vampire in a pumpkin patch. Pops pumpkin patch. Yes. Yeah, it was a secret Riverdale crossover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's fighting off this vampire while a voyeur vampire is off in the background <laughs> yes. vid- videotaping the whole thing. It doesn't fucking realize that his batteries are running low, even though it's flashing right there. Yeah. And like, he should have just brought more batteries. Like, why? Why is this even a thing? It's it weird. Like, oh, what's wrong? It's like, no, the UI says batteries running low battery. Yeah. Why didn't you charge it before you started recording this, you idiot? And why? And why is he so creepy doing this? I mean, you know, it is a creepy thing to begin with, but he he's seems a vampire. Like, yeah, but he <laughs> seems like you know, purposely like, like oh, this is creepy. I'm going to be creepy too. Maybe he was filming other people before he started filming the fight that's why the battery's low that makes him creepier yeah goes with the territory and then she stakes the vampire with a sign and it's good yes after staking a scarecrow which i was kind of sad that there wasn't a vampire hiding in the scarecrow waiting to (laughs) amateur and she just kills another vampire obviously yeah 
But there, they did seem to go back and forth quite a bit during the fight. But yeah, Buffy manages to get the upper hand. I think she hits him with a hurricanrana at one point. <laughs> nice. I mean, it's a standard Buffy vampire fight. Yeah. And gets him with that sign. And also, I would like to note for the record that the camera is very clearly filming in black and white. Yes. Yes. Although, does it? Sh- viewfinder. Yeah. We'll we'll get there later. Um, and then he creepily the slinks off. <laughs> yes, he backs off into the shadows all creepily. Um, probably to go to his white band that says free candy or something like that. But yes. Perfect for uh, Halloween. Yeah. Um, so from I'm trying to remember, did we get the theme song after the fight or is it after? Yeah, it's after the, the fight. And it's okay. super right good. And I love yeah. the theme song of his show. It's great. Yeah, I forgot how good this theme song was. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, she slays the vampires. It totally Buffy, happens, yeah. She wants yeah. to have angels stake her in her special spot. God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, she, she wants to give him that perfect happiness. Yeah, the happy ending. So she speaking wants, of Angel, um, to come his soul. once uh, <laughs> that's once basically we, what happens. Yeah, he comes out his soul. But uh, once we get the the theme song out of the way, we uh, cut to the the club. What was it called again? It was the bronze. The bronze. The bronze. Yeah, I was about to call it the copper. It's an all-ages club, presumably. Yeah. So pop soda bar. Yeah. He's see, sitting at a see, table this is because this is the third bar after the gold and the silver were burnt down. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's so bad. I love it. Um, but he's sitting off at a table as music is blaring in the background. He's and... a very nice shirt. Yes. Yeah, he looks really nice. He does. <laughs> um, but he's approached by not Buffy, but Cordelia, who apparently has been stood up by her own date. This this uh, series is uh, Mandy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, a very good. Uh, who's Mandy? Like, or, if, or if you're watching uh, Adventures you, of Billy and Mandy, she's yet. actually the Mindy of the series. Kent uh, Kendall. Mandy is the, the mean girl and totally spies. Okay. Okay. I dated a girl <laughs> named Mandy. Like ah! Oh god, that laugh! I dated a girl named Mandy. It didn't end well. Mm. Mm. Did you date a girl named? That's Mandy? too bad. I guess. <laughs> no, it's good because I then met my wife, and all things were good. Well, well it would be nice if it ended. Emily? Huh? No, no, I just meant like breakups can be less bad. Right? <laughs> you, you, you mean it can be it can be more amicable than uh, uh, than me paying for her abortion, and then she breaks up with me, and then I can su- contemplate suicide. And then, oh, yeah. Shit, no, I. Okay. So, so they can be better than that. Okay, be better than good, that. good. I'll, Why do you know? Much I'm on, always end up having sad Kendall backstory. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yeah. Was it uh, was it Mel Brooks who said, uh, "Cutting my finger is a, is a tragedy. You falling down a mantle cover. Now that's comedy." <laughs> anyway, no, we are getting way off topic here. Um, but yes, so Cordelia's trying her best to sort of cozy up to Angel, I guess, a bit. Uh, he doesn't see like he's he's being polite, but he's like, "Well, I'm I'm waiting for Buffy. We're having a yeah. date." He's just being a nice boy. Yes. Um, 
or nice very old man in this case. Cord- Cordelia yeah. is, you know, they're setting up for that for that uh, for that romance uh, in uh, seven seasons in- from now. Yeah, <laughs> the Angel spinoff. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a romance between Angel and Cordelia. I think in Angel. Probably. It's not I mean, like it's not like characters. it's not like overt, like but yeah, it's like a kind of thing. Hmm. Yes. Anyway, so she wants to fuck yeah. him. Ain't having it, but he's a nice boy. Buffy walks in and she's like, "Uh oh, they're like fucking with their eyes." He I hate this. Me. I hate this trope so much. Like, oh, they're, yeah, the they're sitting together. They must be cheating on me. Ah. <laughs> well, to be fair. um... Brushing she also feels inadequate because she at is that cup- age wasn't uh-huh. out of character. Listen, also- I was watching uh, Power Rangers and Ninja Steel today, and the, <laughs> the 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 Yellow Ranger who's dating the White Ranger is <laughs> dancing with the Pink Ranger, and the White Ranger is like cheering him on. It's good, and they're all having uh, a good time because they trust really each other. I'm really sad because I forgot that the Yellow Ranger's a dude in that one, and I thought you were saying that there were two ladies dating. <laughs> No, not on Power Rangers. That would be great. I, I look, wish for that day, but whatever. Yellow look, Ranger's cool. The Yellow Ranger being a dude is already progressive. And the no, White Ranger be being a lady is also progressive. For Power Rangers. No, it's not. The, what, the, like, the, the, uh, the footage that... The one that it's about, season three is about to be had a lady white ninja. That's true. Um, and, so the Yellow Ranger Wait, was a dude in the source material for... Mighty Morphin. I said yeah. Power Rangers, not Jew Ranger. What, what do you mean? Oh the my white... God! We are not <laughs> even five minutes into this episode. We are getting off tangent again. I'm on. I'm on vacation. It's okay. Yeah, Buffy is Buffy is sad, and she's covered in straw because she was fighting with that scarecrow. Yeah, I, by covered in straw, you mean she's got like one little piece in her hair? Yeah, but yeah. Behind acts her like ear. she's covered in straw. She's basically lamenting that she, instead of being one of those. Pretty girly girl. She's a kick-ass vampire slayer. She's very girly, Gee. to be fair. And also, he's a vampire. Like you're both not normal. Get over yeah. yourself. <laughs> he's he's fucking Sealy Booth from Bones. But yeah, he. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Buffy Angel relationship ever. Like okay, like I'm usually pretty like like on board with the canonical. These two should be together, like, and I'm willing to overlook things like uh, it's a 15 year old and a 200 year old. But the way that they do it, I don't know. Angel's so freaking creepy. Angel is like as bad as like everybody. Way too many people got mad about Twilight, but then loved Buffy because it's the same story. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, as far as the people are hypocrites, it's a little different in that, like. Ed it's is not like, really. Edward's like a lot more controlling than Angel is. I will say. Angel shows up in her room in like the second episode. Yeah. And like watches yeah, her but, sleep. Okay, but Edward also does that and is also more controlling. Yeah, but it's, that doesn't make the just because he's more controlling doesn't make it when the other vampire old man does it less. I creepy. don't think Ed, Angel's controlling Buffy at all. I didn't say he was controlling, but he still watched her while she slept. It yeah, was, I mean yeah, he's he's. Weird. He's he's creepy. They 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 rush into the relationship with them, and then they like treat it as it like all throughout the entire series. You'll never break those two. Up. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're thicker than glue or something. Like they treat it as if it's this as if it's this like one true forever love. Uh, Destiny. When, 
Yeah, when really, really, she should have she should have gotten with Spike. I was always Team Spike. Anyway, uh, so uh, what happens? The theme song was being really creepy. He's not having our earlier, actually, Kendall. <laughs> you want her to write his. That was a, that was a, that was my joke because we are not far in the episode. So what? No, uh, we are not. <laughs> so, so Buffy winds up leaving. Let's give Ken, let's give Greg the controls again. Thank okay. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, uh, Buffy winds up leaving after a short talk with Spike. Cordelia, of course, tries to with Angel. Or yeah, Angel. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Kendall. The the, hey, the pretty. Thinking. The pretty vampire boy who is a brunette. Yes. <laughs> Not the one who um, looks like an older, angrier Draco Malfoy. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. Um, but yeah, Cordelia, of course, tries to offer him a cappuccino. And then we cut to the next day. And we see the kids at school. And we've got the uh, quirk. Trying to get kids to sign up to volunteer for the Halloween. He's not uh, trying. He's telling them. Oh, yeah, true. He's yeah. forcing them to volunteer. It's ironic considering it's not really volunteering. It's just forcing. Which that Sander is, happens that's... to make mention of in that he's lost the idea of what volunteering means. I think at this, I think there have been a few things leading up to this in the show that like where Buffy in her being a slayer thing has kind of been in situations where she was a problem child kind of thing. And so he's like, yeah, you know what? Peter Parker situation. Yeah. She's very Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so he's like Danny Phantom. So he's sort of (laughs) taken, you know, he's sort of like, yeah. uh, Start watching Danny Phantom. You, 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 what does he say? Like, uh, yeah, you'll do this and then you won't get expelled or something like that. Yeah. And also don't talk to the children. Don't be a bad. Don't don't talk to the children. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I he says that, that later, but yeah. Yeah, I just, but yeah, I love how he's basically double standarding this, where he's like, this will make you a good student, but don't talk to them because you'll make them bad students. Mm. <laughs> so, Quark, he's very yeah. good. Yeah, Quark manages to uh, convince uh, the Scooby gang here to uh, sign the forms to. He doesn't even threaten her. He just says she's doing it. And then she, yeah. like, that's the thing, is that that's how. Hard, he's going out okay. Maybe he says something. Friend, maybe he says something. Maybe I'm thinking of a later scene that he says something to her that's like, You won't get expelled. I, I, think, she, I, I think she's on thin ice and she's just doing what he says because he, he says the expelled thing, uh, the same time when he tells her not to talk to the children. Okay, okay, so it's <laughs> yeah. so it's it's uh, yeah. when they're it's like in a couple scenes, yeah. It's a double whammy event. I like, I also, doesn't yeah. he have three pens? He yeah. gives, he gives yeah. Buffy yeah. a pen and then he gives Willow and Xander a pen. Yes, because they stood behind her and stared at him too long. And, and she tries to use the excuse uh, that she can't take them because she has carpal tunnel and cannot hold a flashlight. He's like, well, you know what? They got to be home by six anyway, so you don't need yeah. a flashlight. It's going to be light out the whole time. Yep. Which is patently so untrue, true. as we see later. Yeah. <laughs> so we then cut from here to the cafeteria and we've got Xander, who is attempting to get a soda out of a machine uh, and having some. They also mentioned, also mentioned that they they have to um, they all have to get costumes for the the volunteer work they're doing. Like they're being yes. told they have to get costumes. Yeah. And then this um, is also where Buffy mentions that Halloween's supposed to be like a quiet night. Yes, Much that's to the true surprise too. of everyone else. Yeah. Apparently, for some reason, demons and vampires don't seem to like coming out during Halloween. Apparently. Yeah, because like everyone else is already a ghoul. So yeah. Like, oh, yeah. The Halloween <laughs> is basically their version of Labor Day. <laughs> I, I wonder I, I'm going to take it I'm going to be a little bit edgy here I wonder oh. if they think it's cultural appropriation 
<laughs> I would not be surprised. Yeah, I, see I, I can see. I, I mean, that's actually kind of. I feel like that's the plot of several Halloween movies and specials where yeah, I could have sworn get mad that, that children dress up like them so they enact their Halloween-based revenge on them. I know in Scary Godmother that they get scared by kids in costume. Yeah, I just I, I monsters yeah, do. It, I mean, I I kind of take you know I will say I will say though the interesting thing is I always remember this episode. Like specifically saying why uh, it does not Halloween, ever, but it doesn't ever specifically say why Halloween is a slow night. Well, no, yeah, it doesn't. He asked Buffy, and Buffy just says Giles said so. Yeah, so. and then Buffy asks really Giles, and he doesn't answer, and she says that Miss Calendar thinks he's a babe. And then Xander what kind babe? of mentions it offhand, but doesn't. Okay, we are Spike. jumping all over the place. We need to get back on we'll, track. We'll, yes. we'll do this. We'll do this for you, Greg. So okay. then, then you. Larry shows up. Yes. And we all remember Larry. This, Live and like uh, Larry. The, the yeah. classic Buffy character, Larry. Okay, Beloved classic Buffy character, Larry. Like when I think of, when I think of Buffy characters, I think Anya. I think um, Jonathan. I think Larry. Yes. Somebody out there thought that was really funny. Larry. There's an entire Larry cosplay contest at Comic Con. <laughs> Casey wins. Casey wins. She made the funniest joke of the night. So, so Larry is like the Deadpool of the Buffyverse. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. No, you know what's gonna happen? You know what's gonna happen? Buffy's gonna like is gonna there's gonna be a reboot in like five years. No. And then, and then Buffy is gonna, and then Larry is just gonna be the most popular character out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one character that the author of the reboot latched onto and wrote a bunch of expanded universe shit. Oh for. man, I gotta say, I gotta say, if you latch onto this character, <laughs> you probably shouldn't be. Probably. You probably shouldn't yeah. be writing Buffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Larry. Like, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jordan. I was I was gonna say, but and we'll get to it. It's just that at first I thought he was just being, you know, a typical uh, Uber jock dumb guy, and then he said some stuff that was terrible. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, a so, he's even so, worse. So he's like, oh no, he's not just being a typical jock. He's being even worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he he asks if if Xander is dating Buffy, and. Xander is like, uh, no, we're, we're friends. No, I'm in the friend zone. I'm so sad. He, no, he doesn't. So he doesn't say <laughs> he's no, in the he, friend zone. Oh, we fuck someday. He's he's he says. I mean, he's it's not like great what he says, but he says, you know, I, it's you know, it's a set. It's a I'm it just the set foundation. up for future bliss. The foundation yes. for future bliss. <laughs> Which yeah. I mean is is a pretty way of saying in the friend zone, Kendall. To be fair. So okay, here's here's my here's my defense of it. He doesn't have because the problem with so the problem with the friend zone is the is the entitlement side of it, like where you're like where you're like mad because they won't get with you. And I don't think that Xander one. Well, I mean, I don't remember. I I mean, season one's bad. I blocked most of it out of my mind. (laughs) I mean, season one is objectively bad. Like I it's you can go back and watch it and enjoy the and enjoy the, the the one episode where the. With the with the hyenas, but like generally speaking, season one's bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the episode I'm really looking forward to. The hyena cannibalization. I mean, episode. I mean, there's there's some there's some good goofy stuff, but it's it's bad. I mean, season one is bad. Like the uh, one where all the guys want to fuck the praying mantis. Teacher. My so here's my here's my 
my uh and they reference that later because Xander like is gonna hook up well, with somebody and she turns out to be a monster. Um but anyway, uh like the thing about Xander is because I mean honestly he's a little bit relatable for me. Like there were uh, I had when I was in high school, I had a lot of girls over time that I liked them as more than a friend and they liked me as a friend. And I kind of, you know, I mean, I didn't necessarily blame them for, for not liking me as more than a friend, but also I was like, I'm going to be nice. And maybe if they notice me, then they notice me, you know? And, and I don't think that Xander ever, I don't think he's done it multiple times in the previous season. I, we're, but, we're so, keeping this first season separate, though, at the, at the moment. I, I mean, especially like going forward, like the way they the way they use utilize his character going forward in the season. I don't I don't know if I can't think off the top of my head of specific times that Xander like blames Buffy for not liking him. But but that's I mean, it's been a long time since I watched the first season. Uh, but like it, basically they a long road getting from there to here. Like once they once they it's, get once basically once Xander once Xander gets with Cordelia later in season two, he, he, I mean, he's, he kind of moves past that Buffy stuff. Although it did come up in the, uh, in the, um, it actually even came up in the Valentine's day episode that Jordan and I reviewed, you know, Buffy is, is basically like, you know, everybody's obsessed with Xander and wants to get with Xander. And he's like, you know, if I, it would be really great if you really felt this way, but I know that it's not you and I'm not going to take advantage of that. So, I mean, that uh, that says something about his, his character. Lesson. Yeah, at, at least, yeah, at very least, he's developed since he was a high school sophomore. I mean, everyone's terrible when they're a high school sophomore. <laughs> and, and it seems what basically it's a difference between expecting it to happen and just carrying a, a glimmer of hope that it might happen. Yeah, but it's weird that he says it to somebody else. Well, I think he also was saying that saying a lot of big words to kind of make fun of him because he was being a jerk. Right, right. I mean, Both he literally greets him and says, "Looking Cro-Mag as usual." Yeah, yeah. they they are okay. they are not they are not nice people to each other. And the guy, yeah, and Larry's <laughs> not that bright either. You know, yeah. they're just like the characters from Transformers Five. This is not intimate. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Larry goes uh, says mean stuff about Buffy, and Xander goes to stand up for stand up to to him against her. But he obviously is not as strong as this guy. The guy goes to punch him, and then uh, it's like a bolt. It's like this feels like a scene from Power Rangers. Like, like Buffy shows up and only know, there's actual physical confrontation. Right, right, right. But this, Rangers. this very much. Well, I don't know. It could also be a scene from the Power Rangers movie where there would be physical confrontation. Yeah, yeah. But the difference is, it one, would be not the old one. I mean, but like literally, there's in one of the first episodes of Power Rangers, Skull is like hitting on Kimberly and like gonna be violent towards Kimberly and Jason shows up and saves her or something like that. But this is the opposite. You know, this is the, the, the dude's gonna punch the dude. And then, and then Buffy shows up and is, is girl power. And then Xander's like, Oh no, my masculinity. Oh, right. Right. Which he kind of literally is. It's kind of He's and he's yeah he's a emas- I mean he's emasculated and that is that is uh you know but also I think he's I think I think that the the show even if he's even if he his character is obviously dumb at this point you know I, I think the show demonstrates how ridiculous that trying to be well, macho is but they yeah, make them yeah, all they make her apologize later yeah and also like 
she's like frowning. She she, back though, doesn't he? Like like Buffy's like upset that she upset Xander, and then Willow says like poor Xander, his masculinity is so fragile. He, she says like boys are so fragile, but they're actually like ah oh, poor Xander when like he was the dick. <laughs> like it's I, yeah, she saved his ass from bruises and shit. I mean, she's basically she's she's meeting him. She's meeting him where he wants to be. She's treating him the way that he wants to be treated. You know, don't we just kind of agree that Xander's a bit of a turd and go to like the next? I mean, he's a he's a he's a turd, but like (laughs) that's part of his character. That's yeah, that's part of his arc. That doesn't mean I'm not going to point out that he's a turd. Okay, yeah. So then, what what happens next? They all turn into monsters. Doctor Pepper happens next. I gotta watch this scene. I gotta do this. (laughs) Yeah, because when Larry gets slammed into the to the pot machine, uh, a diet Doctor Pepper pops out. And Buffy, of course, is like, ooh, soda. Takes the can. She says, ooh, diet. She's she's specifically yeah. excited that it's diet. Yeah, yeah, and holds up the Dr. Pepper for everyone on screen to see. So, mm-hmm. Did we and say the reason why Xander... Willow deviously was... steals her drink as pointed <laughs> out on the wiki. That, uh, as a, what I was trying to say was... Did we point out how that the reason why Xander was actually getting into a fight wasn't because of who girlfriend it was, was because uh, he was saying, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah, fuck Buffy. She's easy as hell." No, we didn't mention that. Yeah, he was fast, and he's yeah. like fast like the wind. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, he's given fast that... like she's gonna have sex with me because I'm a mean boy. So that's what I meant. I just want to point out because that's what I meant by that's what makes him even worse. No, yeah, I mean, and to be fair, Xander was not being a turd by standing up for his friend. That part was fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, I think, I, I think, I, I think we agree. But I think basically, this is demonstrating toxic masculinity. Oh yes, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not like celebrating the toxic masculinity. Okay, I can. Um, I, yeah, it doesn't. Seem about like about that, the yeah. Dr Pepper can. We never see the table before Buffy sits down, so that could literally just be also Will has a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't true. flip around like that much. Like Buffy sits down and then it switches to Willow and there's Dr. Pepper's on the center of the table. So she could have perceivably put it down in between then and then it's in the middle of the table and Willow takes a drink of it. That's all that happens. It's not like that much of a jump around. <laughs> because that person was once a- Buffy spit in her mouth. Or again, it could just be another Dr. Pepper. I don't know, but it could also be the original. It doesn't matter. But I wonder if Willow loves Dr. Pepper. I wonder if Willow isn't allowed to drink pop, and <laughs> and so this is like her one chance. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the kid from Home Alone who's not allowed to have soda. <laughs> so oh, anywho, yeah. Um, yeah. but the the point is, it, that person was being a nitpicker, and it's not that big of a continuity difference. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of why I put it out because they were just devious. Devious soda thief Willow, what's her name? All I'm saying is Joss Whedon needs to send us a no prize. <laughs> or Dr. Willow Pepper. Rosenberg? Dr. Pepper. Am I right? Uh, I'm sorry, what was that, Em? Her name's Willow Rosenberg? Yes. Yeah, yes. I, that's right. I just pulled it up on the internet so I would not forget it. <laughs> also, I want to add, this is something that happened earlier. Uh, David David Greenwald was one of the executive producers on this episode, and when you watch uh, when you watch Buffy, you can always tell that if the if the episode was written and directed by Joss Whedon, or if David Greenwald was involved, or there's another guy that I can't remember his name, it's going to be a good episode. Editor's note: Tim Minier is the person I was thinking of, and this David Greenwald was this episode, so it was good. Okay. That's good to know. Um, 
moving on from this scene, we have now moved to a costume shop. And we've got the uh, the gang, or rather, Buffy and Willow. I thought uh, no, wait, we get... Did we mention Willow and, oh, and, and Buffy's talk at all? Say, yes, no. that's right. I guess we that's talked right. about, we were so concentrated on the fact yeah. that Willow was a horrible, horrible thief that we forgot to <laughs> um, Yeah, they talk about the date last night. Uh, Buffy, of course, says that there was no date. And that how she doesn't know what Angel wants, it seems. And Willow gets the... He's a vampire. (laughs) But only pig's blood. Mm. Um, Willow... That's not kosher. (laughs) Willow makes the comment that uh, Angel's file should have information that would be useful. And Buffy says, yeah, but we're not allowed looking at those because Giles has those in his office. Or no... Willow makes the comment that it's in his office, but Buffy's like, but we're not supposed to look at that. But it's not like they care because they... And then they... scene transition to where they're sneaking into his office. Yes. We've got Willow hanging outside the door, and Buffy is initially trying to sneak towards his office to then be spooked as Giles is in a caged-off book area and makes a sound, which makes her jump. And she then proceeds to start trying to, you know, keep him distracted while motioning for Willow to come in to steal the information at hand. So do you guys think think that this scene is uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar trying to act bad because Buffy is acting poorly? Or do you think it's actually poor acting? I think think it's her her acting poorly. Because I kind of think it's a combination of the two. I mean, that's also could. It's also totally viable. Because like I mean, this, at this point in the series, there's some kind of bad acting. It's entertaining, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> but I think that's probably why it works so well is because it's both like, like it's 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 Buffy being a bad actor, but also it's Sarah Michelle Gellar not doing the not being the be- the greatest off the top ever. of her game. Yeah. yeah. But uh, over the course of the discussion that Buffy's having with uh, Giles. She makes mention that a teacher finds him to be a hunk of hunk of burning something. Yes, Miss Calder. Which, yes, was that the lady who was the computer wiz- wizard lady? Yes, she's from the. the first season? Yeah, uh, I don't know if she's. I don't know what happens in the first season because I don't remember the first season. Um, whenever I start my rewatch, I always watch to start with season two. Um, but uh, <laughs> she, I did. Re- I did relatively recently watch like a string of episodes with her in it. She becomes. She's a love interest for Giles. She's the computer teacher. Uh, was she in the Valentine episode? Yes, she, uh, probably. I think she was. I think she was. Think she uh, was or it was supposed to be after. So what's her name? She went after Xander, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Ms. Calendar. But the important thing is that Angel murders her. Yeah, oh, very abruptly. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That's Joss Whedon sure does love having his lady characters die suddenly. Hmm. It's a well, it's not just lady characters. It's all all characters. Uh, I mean, Wash. Yeah. Wash yeah. and Firefly. Oh, wait, you haven't seen Firefly. <laughs> Don't worry, I already forgot the name you said. Good, forget the name. But it is I'm just saying, it's not a lady character. But yes. Um so getting back but getting back to here, we've got uh, Giles who's stammering a bit at the uh the mention of you know, her finding him attractive or seemingly. Uh which allows Willow time to be able to get into his office and come back out with a file and start slinking away. Uh, to which Buffy then, you know, 
quickly ends the conversation as and plays it off as an awkward topic that she doesn't want her to discuss. Oh, Lord, speaking of Angel, not to interrupt, but uh, speaking of gross tropes, I'm guessing this season she's revealed to be Janna of the Calderash, a member of the Gypsy tribe that cursed Angel. Oh, yeah. No. I remember that being a plot point now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, so, yeah. Well, regardless, on, of, um, they don't like. I don't know. They they don't like go. I mean, I know they use the term gypsy, which is offensive and like stuff. But like, they don't go. The to, fact they put curses is like kind of yeah. Yeah. Like, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I mean, I know. I know. They don't. It's a very. It was, it was the nineties. Yeah. I mean, I mean they I don't. The nineties, but I can still be grossed out by it in my. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But they don't. I mean, they don't like go. Like it's not thinner. <laughs> like, like I don't know. I don't feel like they don't like have her have big earrings and stuff. Like, I mean, it's it's. I, I honestly hadn't even thought I I mean I knew that he I knew that he got his soul because of a gypsy curse like that's the thing that they say but it's not like I I don't know it doesn't go it doesn't go like obnoxiously in depth on it like she's not a fortune teller mm-hmm. she's the first series first reoccurring character to die and the manner of her death is noted for its disturbing effect on the audiences yeah he snaps her neck it's pretty it's pretty fucked up yeah because because, uh, that's an interesting thing about Buffy is like, it's constantly characters are constantly getting killed, whether they're, you know, one-off characters or vampires or whatever. But then like, so then you have to do something special when you're trying to make something like, this is a big deal that this character's dead. Mm -hmm. Instead of turning into dust, like most of the vampires do. Right. As opposed like, like also the, um, the way that Buffy's mom dies from like a brain hemorrhage is, Really disturbing, what? and it was like off air, like off screen too, wasn't it? Well, she just yeah, she just like comes home and she's dead. Uh, yeah, uh, was that just because the actor left and they needed a reason? Uh, I mean, I don't think I don't. I mean, there were the actor didn't just up and leave because they they had like a whole episode where she was just dead, like she was. You saw her dead body there. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it was one of those like, oh, I'm back. Oh no, my mom's dead. Like they had to write her out real quick or something or what? No, I think it. They they set up. They actually set up because uh, it was it was in season five or six. It was whenever Dawn showed up because like she was she had like she was having like she had like a brain hemorrhage or a brain tumor or something like that, uh, and so she was getting crazy about Dawn, and you thought it was just because Dawn shouldn't have existed. But then she died and stuff. What happened in the episode, Greg? Yeah. <laughs> so Sorry. we then have a small scene in the girls' washroom where were, were Buffy and Willow sitting in the sinks? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Um, but they're going over the file about Angel. Uh, Buffy is lamenting that she cannot be the girl that seeming that Angel seemingly would like to have because Rachel, she good friend. Yeah, she sees Rachel Goodfriend uh, and a Sarah drawing Goodfriend, of this woman. Right? Or Sarah, yeah. Oh. But she sees this picture and Willow, of course, is like, well, no, she, I mean, look, just look at her waist. It's so tiny. <laughs> Buffy's like, not really helping here, Willow. <laughs> Willow, I'm a teenager in the 90s. Don't turn the next episode into one about a special episode about eating disorders. 
Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Buffy ever gets an eating disorder. I don't think that. Ever I know. Happens. I'm just saying that it was the '90s. That no, was the I know. Risk. I know. I know. I saw <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> but yes, um, we then get uh, Cordelia who comes in and is sort of trying to rub in Buffy, Buffy's face that you know when she left, she was trying to you know sweep Angel off his feet, so to speak, uh, because her date, you know, no showed her and. You know, basically teasing that, oh, yeah, I had a nice time with with Angel and you were, you know, your frumpy self and decided to leave. Uh, To which Buffy and Willow both make the comment that he is a vampire, to which she, you know, just doesn't believe them. (laughs) She says something like, oh, what, you mean he can't leave the house because he has to wait for his dad to get home from work to have the car? (laughs) (laughs) Which Which was funny. Uh, Cordelia, Cordelia, I don't know. I, so, so I hated Cordelia when I watched it, like the first time I watched it, but every time I rewatch, I like her character more and more. Maybe it's because it's the I Mandy effect. Maybe it's, I think it's because I know where her character goes. Like, I know that there's more to her character than what you specifically what you see, but like, I, I like it a lot. I like her. Clearly, a lot. She's just like Mandy. Everybody loves her. Yeah. So also, I wanted to point out that she rubs it in Buffy's face, like, "Oh, you may be good at supernatural shit, but I'm like fucking hot, so fuck off." I'm the Slayer of Dating, I believe. (laughs) Which is why I'm surprised that she doesn't believe her when when she says Angel's a vampire. She knows that. I mean, because she thinks she's fucking with her. Because yeah, she thinks that she thinks that Buffy is saying that. Oh, good vampire. (laughs) Yeah, she thinks it's ridiculous, and she also thinks that Buffy wouldn't like. Would, 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 is telling her to like get her off the trail rather than like telling the truth or whatever. She's uh-huh. like, oh, she just wants, doesn't want me to like him, so I'm so she's just telling me that. Like, yeah, and yeah. and how much Cordelia knows about stuff is like kind of vague, ambiguous at, at this point because mm. she's not really friends with them. She just like, but she knows I, about vampires. Yeah, I think she was like, she like there was there was an episode where they all got locked in the school or something, and Buffy kind of had to. Like she kind of figured stuff out, but they, yeah, she doesn't. Was it the one with the invisible girl? No, although the one with the invisible girl, um, she's like reading a book, and the book and the words to the, in the book are the lyrics to "Happiness Is a Warm Gun." <laughs> Jeez, a, that's a first season episode. Why do you keep at referencing first season episode? Those Casey? are the only episodes I know. <laughs> I've never seen any of them except for the one I watched just now, but I know about the first season from that podcast that Travis McElroy did with his wife. Well, you should. They watched it. <laughs> you should start with the second season and then watch the I know, show. That's basically, what he said. <laughs> he said, "Okay, you can basically like watch a couple episodes from the first season, but you don't have to watch the whole thing." To me, you with Buffy, you start with you start with the second season, or you could even start with the third season. And then, like, once you've bought into it, like, once you like, once you're like, oh yes, I do believe that this is a good show, then you can go back and re- revisit the early stuff. It's like stuff. Star Trek. You don't start with the first season of the Next Generation, or the second season, or the third, or the fourth. Or the fourth. <laughs> what? No. You have to start with. Into this yeah. episode, we are at yet. Uh, we're about halfway through. Okay. No, we're not. We're about forty-two. <laughs> <laughs> Then, then my t- computer's lying to me. 
Okay, let's. Uh, so so yeah. So then they go to the costume shop. Xander says, "I would just I got a two dollar costume because I have a surplus things." And uh, Will is like, "I got a ghost costume," and Buffy's like, "This is a nice dress." And they're like, "Then and the creepy man shows up." He's like, "I'll make you an offer you can't refuse." When she says she can't afford it, which is like, and how does he know? Dress to her. She's a fucking sixteen year old. She probably has like five dollars. This guy is really creepy. He's probably really giving it out to for sell free. That dress. Oh my god, this is a fucking Sailor Moon plot. I just realized. I also make this <laughs> reference, and I when I was watching it with uh, M last night because I yeah, mentioned, yeah. well, at least unlike Sailor Moon plots, at least a pop of Halloween store is a normal thing. Yeah, like like he would have. <laughs> yeah, he he'd be Jedi, and he'd be like, you know, humans are really Sailor into Moon, Halloween this costume costumes. Would look perfect on you. And then and then they and he gives them out for free, and then they drain everyone's energy. Exactly. Oh my god! I didn't even it didn't even occur to me that this was a Sailor Moon. This would be a Sailor Moon plot. Okay, so so yeah, so then that happens. Uh, we cut to um, we then cut to Spike, who is reviewing the tape of the fight from the previous night, which is now in full color. Okay, yes. so I I can explain that. I definitely my dad's video camera in the nineties. When you were filming and you saw like the what is going on filming through the eyepiece or through the thing, oh. it was in black and white, yeah, but it was actually the filming limitation of the technology at the time for playback yeah. on the small screen. Yeah, it was actually yeah. filming in in color. So all that, right, all right, I buy it, I buy it. Yeah, that's you a, win okay. this time, vampire. I kind of thought guy, about but, that last night that that was a thing, but I couldn't remember if it was. So I didn't say anything. <laughs> You know, but also that guy was still being a dumbass not noticing that his battery was dead. You yeah, know, I've got a, a question though. Yeah. Can vampires actually be videotaped? Yeah, they can. Okay, Depends so, on your vampire rules. So okay. uh I actually read something that was really interesting about this. The idea is that it's because they can't be seen uh, in mirrors is because of mirrors used to have a silver backing to reflect. And okay. silver is against vampires, so you know it just won't won't hold a reflection. Yeah, silver now is like that, a good metal that expels evil, so you know vampires yeah, you can't see but, them. In and there. original photographs and films were used, uh, like in the kind that you had to actually, you know, use developer mixtures or something like that to there process. There's silver in those. Yeah, there's still there's silver nitrate yeah. in those, but now with digital things, none of that's around. So vampires could actually be photographed now. Okay. I remember if, I if they were real, or, or they were real. your vampire lore yeah, is but, different. I'm not sure what Buffy the, the, goes with, but yeah, that, like is a, I, that is a very interesting like. Yeah, because uh, I read it. Theory. I read it on Tumblr, and they went on. Is like, can you imagine like uh, a vampire finding this out and then just starting to take a bunch of selfies with all his friends and just like <laughs> creating a photo album of like I'm a modern. Happy at it. Yeah, mm. I was just, just sort of thinking that it would have something other than blood. Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> it would have been hilarious to have seen him like watching the tape and just it's seeing Buffy thing. fighting the air. <laughs> like, rewind it. Yeah. You'd be like trying to piece it, like how it's going. And so that's, that's actually a really interesting thing that like the good vampire stuff, like I think in from, from twilight for the, for, you know, good, bad or indifferent from twilight on sort of vampire rules in vampire media changed. So like in being human and in, uh, What's the one true blood and the vampire diaries and stuff like sort of the vampire rules are much more lax than they are in, in Buffy. Mm -hmm. um, it would be really interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing if they did come out with a new Buffy series, they probably would make a point. They would be like, you know, the 
the continuity editors or whatever would be like, well, in season two, episode blah, 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 uh, whatever, what is this, episode six of of Buffy, they were able to videotape a vampire. So you can videotape vampires. You know, that's, you know, that's a rule. So then they would do, you know, Wolf Run Hard. You cannot videotape werewolves as seen in this other episode. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, like, Wolf Room and Hart, like, would probably, like, make a special mirror for Angel and be like, you can look yourself in the mirror because this is a video camera. Um, like, that's a, that's the kind of thing. Oh, I like that idea. That's cool. Because, yeah. like, they do, like, when, when Angel takes over Wolf Room and Hart in, in Angel Season 5, like, he has an office that has special glass so that he can look out look outside during the day, but it, like, blocks the sun ray they- things. So it doesn't hurt him. UV so it doesn't rays, hurt him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's it's assumed UV rays, I, but it might be just something a different type of. Uh, just need to get some special sacred. sunscreen. Yeah. Oh Who man, knows? there's a there's, there's a, a bunch of jokes about. Uh, I've seen like vampires wearing enough sunscreen can go out in the sun. I definitely just watched something where a vampire just had to put on a bunch of sunscreen, but I don't remember what was it, it was. Was it Tales from the Crypt or Doll of Blood? Because it ended with that. No, it wasn't that. Okay. Oh, man. Was it Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf? No, it wasn't that either. I don't even remember <laughs> watching anything Halloween-related this month, but I know it was something. Well, that's that not they... true. You watched this. <laughs> but there was, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, I That's an interesting, because I think that, uh, like, video cam- everybody having a camera was not nearly as ubiquitous in the 90s yeah. as it is now. And mm-hmm. it would be yeah. it would be sort of an interesting... Uh, if they were going to create vampires that had these rules, had more strict rules the way they have in Buffy. It'd be like, it'd be, it'd be character would have to constantly dodge out of selfies to not give himself away. I right, will say, right. in, in being human, they had um, they had less rules, but they did keep the no image thing. Like, there was a thing where they couldn't be videotaped in uh, being human. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, I believe that, yeah. Okay. Anyway, getting back to the. At least in the British version, I never watched the American version. Yeah. American version was really good. You should watch it. I don't remember any of it, but it was really good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yes, so Spike is is reviewing the footage from that from the previous night, and he's sort of getting a feel for how Buffy works, and he's yeah, noticing he's, what he's she does. Really into it. Yeah, and and he notices really how. Into it. Yeah. You guys think um, this is like the start of. Buffy's sort of, or I buff Spike's sort of like, like crush that he gets on Buffy. It was pointed out in the wiki that it might have been, but they, but they, but they basically how they explained it made it sound so much more creepy. He's also he's also obsessed with killing slayers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I do find that he seems to have this almost intoxication or obsession as he's watching it because he has the guy who filmed it rewind the the tape. A couple Ooh, of times, girl. and uh, yeah, it's like when I watch Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, the Pit of Carcoon. <laughs> Just checking. You're Just funny. Checking. You're a funny guy. Yeah. You're a funny guy. Yeah. I'm I'm starting to get drunk. <laughs> um, but yes, he Spike also mentions how uh, resourceful she is by using this the. the 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 stake from the sign to be able to stake the vampire it's got like that she was fighting. Jumbotron set up too. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it's got like something hanging from the ceiling with four screens. He, he yeah. wants to watch it in 4K, but he didn't know what 4K was. 
<laughs> you thought it was just four cool old screens. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember if they if they established where his hideout is right now. Yeah, I I didn't really Doesn't recognize like it. it. Um, we then get uh, Drusilla entering, and She's she makes men- yeah she she makes mention that Buffy is going to be weak the following night, and Spike is confused though because nothing really nothing. happens on Halloween. Which he does not elaborate on why. Yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think about Drusilla? Because I don't know how I feel about her. Just in ge- uh, like in general. Just, I know, Casey, you've only seen this episode, but just sort of big picture in general. An episode, she seems kind of like, oh, I'm kind of cagey and mysterious. And, ooh. Okay, so, well. Before, you, know I, who, you know who it reminds me of? Who? This reminds me of River from Firefly. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, I don't talk much of mysterious. Ooh. So, so um just just for origin story time, Casey. Uh Drusilla was crazy when she was a human. She was at a in a convent Ooh. for like and she was yeah, you know, she had mental problems. Mm-hmm. Um that's and, always fun. And so that's why it's particularly evil that I can't fucking remember if it was Angel or Spike turned her Whoever it was, I think it was for some reason. I think it was Angel. Uh, give me one quick second here. Angelus. She was tortured to insanity and sired by Angelus. Okay. Okay. Well, and well, then she sired love Spike. It when TV has crazy characters, oh, those well, it's psychos. Just, the reason that the, I mean, the reason that it's particular because when obviously when you become a vampire, you go a little bit nutty too. So it's like it's. It's a it's an additional step. Like already, there were she had some issues. She was uh, that's interesting. You well, said she apparently was tortured her in the insanity. Apparently, so I yeah, thought she was also. Is. I thought she was also in a convent because she was crazy. Like that she already. So maybe, maybe she tortured might have just, her. You know what? Maybe she was just eccentric, and they're like, "Well, we'll send you to the convent. That will straighten you out." Yeah, yeah. It may have been. It may. Have, but regardless, even when she was a human, she was crazy. So then, when she became a vampire, she was real, real crazy. And she's mm-hmm. and yeah, obviously, as we see in this episode, she kind of has visions. And I think she might have had visions when she was a a human, but she was crazy when she was a human. So sure is a fun trope. Those crazy, evil, mentally ill people. Yeah. I was gonna say maybe the visions is what got her sent into and into this horrible downward spiral. Downward spiral. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that she's well. She's evil at this point. Okay. Anyway, yeah, well, she kind of gets she's, fucked up. Yeah. yeah, she mentioned she misses leeches. She, yes, that was in my Facebook status like, today. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't miss leeches. You're full. You know what I miss? <laughs> leeches. <laughs> That's a great line. It's a great line. I don't care. <laughs> funny but okay but seriously though the rest of you guys do you like her drusilla or do you not like drusilla i haven't watched enough like this i i yeah. it's been so long since i watched any buffy that i really can't remember a lot mm-hmm. so She's i very I can't. over the top yeah yeah in this in this one scene scene here which is what we kind of only get of her right in this episode right right yeah. right yeah. It, she seems to be pretty much like hamming it up the the mm. creepy like spooky prophecy thing and she always hams it up that's definitely yeah. true and i mean it kind it kind of works but i'm still not sure like i i like i like we were saying like if i saw more of it i might get tired mm. of it but i'm not sure unless i see more of it okay. so so like it works for here at the moment okay yeah i just 
I mean, she she's always that. Like she shows she's around for this season, and then I think she shows up a bunch a bunch of other times I, for shorter. I, I, I remember her from the Valentine's episode. Yeah, which was also from seemed, this season. Yeah. So if Spike is Draco Malfoy, does that mean she's Bellatrix Lestrange? She's more like she's more like if well, I mean, I don't know. Like if you're gonna is say Spike is Draco Malfoy, then that means Draco. that Harry has to be Angel and yeah. she's some sort of love interest for both of them. Because when Angel uh, becomes evil, then Luna Lovegood? Maybe. Yes, that would that would be the best. That would be probably the most apt thing because Luna Lovegood is also a little a little nutty. Yeah, she's like if Luna Lovegood turned into Bellatrix Lestrange. Yeah, I mean honestly though, honestly though, I Bellatrix. How is this Bellatrix? It is Bellatrix. I don't know why I keep on saying Beal. She's Jessica Beal. Look, look, Casey. I think you need to slow down on the wild turkey. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyway, but, but I just, I don't even really like her that much. I just like was curious what other people thought because I'm, I'm not confused. super down on her. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not, she, she's, she's okay with episode, I guess, but she seems like she'd be, she's kind of a, uh, note. I don't know, kind of, yeah, kind of like a, a trope that like, I'm probably not the biggest, like, yeah. But maybe, I'm not like super hating on her. Anything. Yeah, I think that, that may be what it is, is that she's, she's a, she's one note and they use her a lot throughout Buffy and Angel as if she's like something that's more as if she's more than she is. Then from here, we've moved back to Ethan's costume shop and we have the shopkeeper who is kneeling in front of a sort of like a bust or a head sculpture. Yes. And it turns out to be to be Janice, the Roman God. Uh, He has bloodied his own palms and smears blood on both of his eyelids and then makes a cross on his forehead uh, while chanting to the statue in the, the back room of the shop of his. In Latin. Yes. Or no, not in Latin. It's English at first. Oh, Latin right, comes English later. at this point. Yeah. yeah and I, um, he's very English. Honest, yeah. And at first we weren't sure what he was saying. We had to turn on the subtitles because at first we thought it was supposed to be a bust of Dionysus because we thought he said that. <laughs> um, we he's then... Like, degenerate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we've now cut to back to Buffy's place. Uh, she's in the the costume that she got from the costume shop. Uh, is now sporting a black wig that the hair is done up on, uh, and she's trying to get Willow to come out of the bathroom. I think Willow seems very shy. You could say uh, she's trying to get Willow to come out. Yes. <laughs> uh, so she does eventually come out. And we see that she's dressed in a black miniskirt and a long-sleeved crop shirt. Uh, and she's Not very... This is a costume. Yeah. Um, she's very self-conscious, but 
Yeah, Buffy I was trying tries. to see if maybe there were like devil horns or something like that. Is she supposed to be like a one? <laughs> Buffy with a sexy blank costume. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think costume. it was supposed to be. Like, I don't really get it either, but. It was an yeah. excuse for the writers to put her in a sexy costume. Yeah, and Buffy tries to play it off as, well, Halloween is the night where you can be, be yourself. You yeah, you can sort of be yourself but not be yourself. Or be something else. Yeah. And so Willow's sort of like, oh, I don't know. And so the doorbell rings and Buffy goes down to, to answer it. And we've got Xander who's dressed up in his military fatigues with his little toy gun. With a classic orange thing on the end, so you know it's a toy gun that's safe for children. Yes. Um, Tops, please don't shoot these children. Yeah. Um, it's okay, there's no black ways. people in Sunnydale. Uh, yeah, pretty much, actually. Because well, no, there's the, the guidance counselor in season seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, so Buffy calls Willow down, and she starts... To, and she comes down, but she's dressed in the ghost costume now. She put the uh, ghost costume on over her generic, sexy yeah. costume in quotes. Yeah. So, Which is basically just like a Charlie Brown sheet with boo written on it. Yeah. Unfortunately, so, or actually, I guess fortunately in this case, she doesn't have a bunch of holes cut in it. Mm. <laughs> so the sexy the sexy Willow costume, um, you, I, it is weird because she just looks like that like she's just she's just sexy clubbing outfit it's not a costume yeah like i yeah. i'm trying to justify it because i'm an apologist for everything in buffy <laughs> um, well i did sort of mention uh while you were gone that buffy was trying to play out off as well halloween is the night that you get to sort of be your inner self but not be yourself right it's the try something new it's just because yeah. buffy wanted to see willow's midriff because she is thirsty it's <laughs> buffy doesn't become bi I until season it. eight um <laughs> but uh but yeah like i don't know like my my initial gut instinct is like she's try she's dressing as a witch or she's dressing as a vampire but like a slutty vampire or a slutty witch or something but Can we just stick with sexy. Uh, okay, I will. Se I will refer to that. But like the trope is that you say the. Other I know, thing. but it's sexy. It's sexy is also the trope. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, still. like if you go into a costume store, they they have it as sexy. They advertise it as sexy. They don't if you go into it. As, oh yes. You go to a costume shop. They have it as vampire <laughs> or <laughs> nurse. <laughs> but or. Abraham Lincoln. Any, any sexy Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> anyway, yeah, okay. I'll say, I'll say sexy. I know that I'm. Yeah, I shouldn't say mean things, but like, I mean, but like, you with know, this, you shouldn't. You <laughs> but this, well, you know, I'm a quarter of the way through the bottle, so, um, <laughs> that's not an excuse. I shouldn't be drink drunk while podcasting, but you know what. It's warm. It's okay. It's okay. Just, just say what you're going to say. But yeah, say like, what you're going to say. We're curious. It's just like I, I'm, I'm very much. You know, I'm very much an apologist for everything. But I don't know what she's dressing as because, like, because vampires dress like grunge people in this show. Yeah, yeah and, and like she's not like, wearing fake fangs. She doesn't have a. If she had like a, yeah, if she had like a witch's hat or something. It's uh, double weird because the whole reason they're all wearing costumes to begin with is because they have to wear costumes to shepherd these kids. So like. 
Dressing up hot for the children is fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what she was supposed to do, but whatever, it doesn't matter. It's 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 an excuse for the writers to put her in something skimpy. Yeah, I mean maybe she's supposed to be like a dead prostitute. But I think it's also for the joke. That's a real that, child appropriate costume. <laughs> I also think that it's it's kind of a it's kind of a joke because like she's like, oh I'm wearing this like costume to hide myself, but then when she dies, she has to wear that. And she has to run around yeah. wearing that. Yeah, and I mean and I mean that's her. it's the like I said earlier, it's the this is the this is the real Willow, like somebody who's confident in their body and all that stuff. But it's still it. I mean, it works, but it's just kind of still a little weird. And it also, if she was dressed as a witch, then there would be no explanation why she's the only one that remembers her stuff. Well, it so. would because she is a witch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, Secret good call, good call. Also, I was also I was thinking the other thing I was thinking is maybe this is how Vampire Willow dresses in the alternate universe episode, but the alternate universe episode doesn't happen until. It's either later this season or season three when you have Vampire Willow. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. The wiki refers to her as Vamp Willow, which is ironic considering her sexuality situation. Well, so <laughs> what that she's that Vampire Willow is a little bit gay. You know what a vamp is, right? I do not. Never mind. Anyway, moving on. Look, I walked away for a little while so you guys could get forward in the script. Yeah. Um, so we've now moved to the school and, uh, the principal, principal Snyder or Quark, uh, tells Buffy not to speak. (laughs) He, he tells Buffy not to speak to the children. Um, as he's walking away, Buffy then sort of kneels down and just says hi to one of them to which he turns around and clears (laughs) his throat and says, no talking. What a fucker. (laughs) Um, they then start to take the kids out trick or treating. Uh, we get a little montage of them hitting some, some houses. Uh, at one point, some of the kids get toothbrushes from one lady, uh, which is always disappointing on Halloween. Sander is naturally good at handling this children because he's basically just a large child. Yes. I, I really like the bit with Xander yeah. like telling them to fake cry. I it's, know it's, 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 it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, so we get to like a, a candy drill sergeant. I'm I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, but I did want to mention something about the bit with the toothbrushes. Mm-hmm. So, so the the toothbrushes thing happens, and she's like, "We're going to get you. You know, you guys are going to have to get them." Now, if we're operating on the assumption that when they turn into monsters, like it's their perception or like an extension of themselves, mm-hmm. do you think that these kids, when they turned into monsters, went back and murdered that old lady? Oh, are you insinuating that they took the toothbrushes and shaved off the ends to make them like stabbing weapons and proceeded to say, "Ah, how do you like the toothbrushes now? I mean, I didn't necessarily think it was going to be that graphic, but I figured they all turned into (laughs) monsters. Maybe they could just kill them. I think that they did not try to break into the house because I don't know. These little kid monsters don't seem like they're quite capable of doing that without the leadership they get later in the episode. I think yeah, they just true. attacked. Had a, they just attacked opportune passersby or okay. each other? Yeah, they were attacked. They did attack each other out. almost immediately. 
Okay, yeah, if you guys don't um, think they murdered the old lady, then I will. I'll take that. If yeah. she was yeah. still outside, I'd say yes, definitely. But no, she was in her house at that point. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? And you know what else? She was like she the the next old lady, or the whatever old lady. She was she's the like, one who they probably could have killed. They could have. Yeah, there was an opportunity because she's like, I don't have any more candy. Why don't I have any more candy? Because I can't count apparently. Because I'm a dumb idiot who didn't notice the bucket I was holding was empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. My um my parents when they did Halloween um I never was I've never lived in a place where there were k- trick or treaters or if I did then I was you know busy that night uh, but when my parents did Halloween they specifically kept an inventory of how much candy and so they knew exactly how many trick or treaters they had so they could be like we had thirty seven trick or treaters um, then when you're done you run out of candy you turn off the lights yeah so you should. You should know how much candy you have because you know how many, how many this, you want to know how many trick or treaters you had, so you want to know whether your neighborhood is dead or not. You gotta say this lady's old enough; she's been through plenty of Halloween. She should know the drill. And plus, like, like there's, there's, it would have a weight to the bucket when she picked it up. But yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Man. And how does she not notice that it's empty when she gives the last piece of candy to the last person? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless that's part of the spell. Basically, it turns out she actually deserved to die, and she should have. <laughs> <laughs> so, we we cut to to Willow's. Oh, room. oh wait! What if she just never has any candy, and she just wants to disappoint kids? <laughs> <laughs> She just has like an empty bucket of candy. She's like, the real oh, little fuckers are coming again. Oh yeah. She puts on the old lady like, oh no, I must have forgotten the candy. So we've already talked about the scene, but yeah, Willow's group, the old lady doesn't have enough candy, and then everybody turns yeah. into monsters, and I'm Willow's sorry, like, little goblin, I just have to do it next year. And then we cut to what's his face doing Latin chanting over in Janice blood basement and he does say he does say carpe noctum at one point so like mm-hmm. seize the night yeah, seize the night <laughs> which is pretty cool and yeah then they all turn into monsters and willow dies they can't seize Not the because night because of the monsters ironically yep she just says i can't breathe yeah and she has more emotion than that i wonder if there was a kid that was dressed as batman oh that <laughs> he's like fighting awesome. everybody it was yeah. such a bad costume that it turned him into man bat. See, yeah, <laughs> see, I kind of feel like most of the kids were just dressed as like generic monsters. I think that this was this was little, the only ones that transformed, obviously, because Cordelia's rich. We find out later that Cordelia went to the fancy smancy costume rich, shop. Why didn't she get a better costume? Is my question. Well, the party sounds very generic. They did have a Wonder Woman costume in that store. When when you first oh I want to be the kid who turned into Wonder Woman yeah because when you first uh show when when they first go to the store and they're panning the camera you get a you see a Wonder Woman costume like an old like a seventies version of it oh dressed up as like a dentist or doctor I just yeah. I just wonder if like most of the kids were like just like their parents were like here's a freaking rubber mask I paid five dollars for it it was yeah, on sale that's what you get a rubber mask. That sounds actually pretty expensive considering to it used to be just plastic and a rubber band. Well, true. Well, so so just to be fair, he is we have established that this is a Sailor Moon villain. 
he's yeah. he's out at bottom basement bottom basement prices. He's being you're like, oh, here, take this mask I got on the cheap from this creepy old man who kept on saying he'd make me a deal. <laughs> you think he tells everybody that he makes them an offer they can't refuse? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just that's just what he says every time. Oh my god, that is the that would be the best thing if somebody worked at a because you know how when you work at like Halloween stores you're in costume all the time. Or if you're at Hot Topic, the employees are in costume all the time. If somebody was at a Halloween store and they were dressed as Don Corleone and they were like, I'll make you an offer you can't refuse, and they give them like give you like five dollars off. That'd be so good. <laughs> so we we get all the kids and all the people that are dressed up in costumes, as it turns out from this specific store. Turning... Well, we don't learn this till later. No, true. But uh, they Whatever, watch the fucking episode before you listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then get Willow in her sexy costume. Like, I, that's how I'll refer to it as. Or skimpy outfit or something along those lines. Um, it's very 90s. Yeah. Uh, apparently also... She's dressed with... as Mandy Moore. <laughs> um, apparently... When you change into certain things, you also get the weapons associated with it because Xander, who had a toy gun, now has a fully loaded M16. Well, changes everything up to fit into something real. So it's yeah, like... actually, come to think of it, did, he got his gun from that store, right? Yes, that's the only thing yeah. he got from the store was the gun. The army thing was from there. So really, it should just be his gun that turns, in my opinion. Maybe it's just a sympathetic magic kind of thing, as long as it was yeah. something that he uh, was in the vicinity Probably. of, or basically, as it's it touches everyone he sold something to, not so much as what the costume was. Itself. Right, right, yeah, he That's sold true. it, or, or I mean, that is part of the costume. Like the gun is no, part yeah, of the no, costume. It's totally, no, I, I'm not saying it's like ooh a plot hole. It makes it makes enough sense. It's just kind of funny that like he didn't actually yeah. get his costume from there. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. Probably, honestly, that's probably like they had to make that a point because Xander is super cheap and poor. Mm-hmm. So, but like, the he, other guy would have just made him an offer he couldn't refuse. <laughs> he could have gotten it for one dollar. <laughs> the guy's like, I was like, I'll give you an offer you can't refuse a dollar. And he's like, Oh, well, I don't have they a really, dollar. Like, they really should have. I mean, 25 cents. <laughs> they really should have said how much, uh, how much Buffy's dress cost like because because <laughs> it's a costume thing so it could have been it could have been like supposed to be like two hundred dollars she's like i only have 75 dollars available or she could be like i have three dollars and it's like crumpled <laughs> up and like three dollars and half a and half a diet dr pepper <laughs> <laughs> i have my leftover lunch money <laughs> So um, Willow manages to convince Xander, who obviously thinks he's a soldier and is trying to take aim at innocent people. Uh, she convinces him not to shoot and actually sort of takes charge and tells him it's an order. Um, he's a soldier, so he listens. Yeah. yeah yes, because when you're a soldier, if anyone tells you that's an order. Mm. <laughs> well, she's so authoritative. And also she yeah. went through him because she's a ghost. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think that the um uh, the 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 idea that we all kind of agree on that like these are extrapolations of themselves and like their perception of what whatever is rather than literally a soldier 
that's why everyone will listen to Willow because mm-hmm. somewhere, somewhere deep within, they know that Willow is their friend. Buddy. Um, and you know, they don't, they don't immediately all try to murder each other. And then, mm-hmm. and then conversely, that also says something about Buffy's idea of angel later in the episode. I'll leave that as an open thing. It also says a lot about uh, fucking. Oh, I forgot his name. Even though there's a cosplay, Larry, Larry, <laughs> Larry. <laughs> says something about Larry and how he his true self reveals is revealed by his costume. Yeah, I like when um, Willow sees Buffy behind Xander and she runs forward to see him. She brushes past him like physically. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't just pass through him. <laughs> Um, so yeah they they find Buffy she's sort of disoriented walking down the street and she's frightened and calls a car a monster and uh, Willow manages to to rush them all to Buffy's house uh, where also Buffy faints oh yeah they set set up a joke for the commercial break where that's how you know something's wrong where they're they're like oh no we've got monsters and vampires and blah what should we do Buffy you're the slayer and she immediately faints yeah Mm So women fainting, I think they mentioned this on Teenagers with Attitude this week, but women fainting, particularly in the 90s, was like a crazy trope. I remember when I was a kid that um, my cousin fainted one time while she was in the shower, like, and that was like a thing that my parents were all concerned about, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's like what happens on TV. <laughs> That sounds dangerous. Yes, no, it definitely was like a thing that people were, that they were concerned about. But like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Because people faint on TV all the time, but I've never seen somebody faint in real life. Yeah. And I I think like the the trope of women fainting, they might have said on a different TWA, or it was a different podcast, was because like, they would not have air because of their corsets. So they would faint easier. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it actually adds up. Right. Yeah, actually, no, it does. It does. You, it's if, still. If you overgasp, you could just faint. Still, it happened a lot on '90s television. No, it, it totally did. did. You're right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, they they make it to Buffy's house, and Xander is sort of like standing guard by the front door. You know, the hearing screams. Uh, Willow's trying to explain to Buffy what's going on. Uh, even shows her a picture of herself, and she's like, "That's not." Me and I then she is not I. Yeah, and she she goes on. Uh-huh. She sort of makes mention that she would never wear the stuff that Willow was wearing, which you know. Was, you yeah. harlot of the night. Yes. You made, you gave me these clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Xander hears a very loud scream from across the the street and rushes out and finds Cordelia being chased. Uh, he manages to, to get her uh, back inside. Uh, she's in a cat costume that's been torn up a little bit, but she has not turned into a cat um, like the that's costume that she's wearing. Because, like, uh, Will goes the whole breakdown, like, you're not a cat, and, and introducing everyone in that, and Cordelia just looks at her like she's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Cordelia, because um, Will is like, I'm going to go find Giles, and starts to walk off. Oh, and, and she also proceeds. mentions that she's not getting her deposit back from Party City or whatever. Yes. From Party City. <laughs> yeah. That's the real whatever. one. Party, that, party Town? That, that's party why town. her dress yeah. That's why her dress looks so shitty. It's because she got it from Party City. 
I mean, yeah. that's what I that's what that's what I got the vibe. I thought I assumed it was just supposed to be yeah, brand, no name brand off brand party city. Yeah, that's yeah. no. Well, I mean, it's party I don't town. Know. Party town is the literal thing she says. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. See, I don't know because Cordelia is supposed to be rich, though. Just because she's well, rich doesn't mean she's going to spend a ton of money on a shitty cat costume. Yeah, I think that's kind of the only thing we know about Cordelia at this point. Well, is we also know that she's going to say Party Town is like a dating. It's a mall, like a mall chain kind of store thing. It's trendy. Yeah, I was going to say it's a trendy yeah. thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's so it's trendy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one way or another, it's got to be more expensive than Jedi's. Uh, <laughs> she's the slayer of dating and also the slayer of getting good deals on costumes so that joke was really funny to that small group of people who are fans of beast wars enough to listen to this show also watched this buffy episode and follow sailor moon pretty closely i mean like i like sailor moon <laughs> I, was say, I, yes. I, I, I think we have enough crossover of i just hold on, i'm making a venn diagram here <laughs> it's all just one big circle. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I don't know, like, yeah, you know, what percentage of Beast Wars fans are also Buffy fans? I mean, to be fair, I think most people that listen to podcasts are Buffy fans. So that's, that's also part of the Venn diagram. Anyway, I don't know. It just, anyway. it was a three way crossover joke. And uh, also, I'm glad that like three people out the there podcast liked Sailor Moon. It's true. Right, right. Yes, yes. Because uh, they everybody that listens to podcast listens to Sailor Business, which is a really good podcast. It's ironic. I never have. I never have I either. Am. I haven't, but I actually. Have I've heard of it enough times that I just assume everybody has. Yeah, it's the. I mean, it's the podcast that got that made Zach decide to start Teenagers with Attitude. So exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I, know that. I know that everybody who's listening to us must at some point have watched a Sailor Moon of some kind. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, Cordelia shows up, and she's yeah. awesome. The scene's great. And she's a subtle <laughs> reference to DC's Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> so Willow um, sort of takes charge in this scenario, so she's going to go to Giles for help, uh, and as she goes off, she walks through a wall that Buffy sees, and you know, is sort of and like Cordelia says, who Leave dies and made her the boss. Exactly. Yeah. And like she did, she died to make her the boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's what I, that's what I was going to say was it looked like they were trying to set up that joke. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but she doesn't Cord- see her. Yeah. Um, Cordelia starts to, to search through the house while Xander's still, you know, keeping an eye on things. And Angel shows up from the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> They Angel they sort of up split up. Kitchen. Yeah, he's just and, been making uh, a sandwich Angel this takes whole time. Buffy back towards the kitchen, but finds the the back doors open and, and knows now, that now we reach he had left hole, it open. A real one. Yeah, he's like, I didn't leave that open. And so as Buffy is slowly backing up towards the shadows, actually, we then I was going to say this is actually pointed out uh, in the the wiki as well mm-hmm. about well, Greg, finish up and then I'll get to it. Um. Just uh, as she approaches the shadows, we then get a vampire that appears behind her and tries to attack. And we get Angel fighting this vampire and is asking for a state. Here's my problem with this is like, why the vampire get in there? Yeah, that's that's what it is. Normally, 
Puffy's house is protected that vampires can't get in unless they're invited. Everything However, that's how vampires work. So, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the wiki pointed it out, but it also suggested that maybe it was a kid that was turned into a vampire. Yeah. Right. They would still so be half bound by vampire rules. Yeah. Not if, ah. not if they were not if they were uh if it was their perception of vampires and they didn't know that rule. Or maybe they, or, just, maybe they just thought thought that vampires were bloodsuckers and or, attacked people. Or it was a kid that was a friend of Buffy's who Buffy had previously invited into the house. That's true. Although if that rule worked, then dead people that turned into vampires that like like a Buffy, like Xander's friend from the pilot episode uh, (coughs) that that turned into a vampire, like assumedly would have been at Buffy's house sometime. Although Buffy's a new kid. I don't know. New kids on the block had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me sick. Nah, I think it's fine when the girls stop by for the summer. For, for the, the summer. summer. So, uh, Greg, what's going on? Yes. <laughs> so, so Buffy freaks out as she sees Angel's vampire face and immediately runs away out of the house. He's got a bad case of vampire Wait, wait face. did we miss the part where she's like, I want to go with the man with the musket. Do you have yes. a musket? Yeah. That was pretty good. That's my favorite line in the whole. Talking about Willow getting to Giles and then talking about stuff. No, because that's just coming out. Because that's that's okay. Hasn't happened yet. I thought it happened before. Yeah. Um. The so immediately after that, we then see Spike, who's walking along the street, and he sees all of these monsters running around. He's sort of reveling a bit in the chaos. All these Um, little monsters starring Howie Mandel. Yeah. (laughs) We we have Willow who. Scares the bejesus out of Giles as she walks through a wall and right in front of him. Um, and they have a bit of a back and forth uh, talking about what's happened and how everybody's turning into what they were dressed up as. But then have the realization she's that like, Cordelia. Oh, sorry, what were ahead. you dressed up as? And she's like, you should have seen Cordelia's costume. Yeah. So she Which, turned into a cat. Oh, that was it. my that was my joke at the beginning when I said you should have seen what Jordan was wearing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't care. <laughs> see, I hadn't gotten to that part of the show yet when you said it. Anyway, uh, yeah. So then she, they're like, "Yeah, she got her costume in the wrong place, and so it must be have to do with that." Yeah, must be that Jedi creepy guy. And. <laughs> Also, also, I liked. I did really like the bit where Willow was like, "I don't really know what I'm looking for, and I can't turn the page." So this doesn't <laughs> seem to be very helpful. Yeah, she hasn't. She hasn't. She doesn't have a uh, Whoopi Goldberg to possess, like in Ghost. <laughs> um. So they uh, head over to this store. Uh, go inside. Giles apparently knows this Ethan character, they and orders. And he he orders Willow to to leave, and then uh, physically uh, persuades. Did mention that Buffy gets runs into Larry? No, because yeah. that that I think that happened. That, 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 happened, that, happened, happened be- that, that that happened before the costume shop for sure. Like it for sure does. Because I'm watching on Netflix right now. Okay, well, yeah. So well, then Buffy runs into Larry. The, Who the cares about the, the order of things? The thing yes. with the vampire was actually right after when. Uh, Willow shows up to Giles, and then we come back. To we the... can afford to not necessarily have every cut. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, you guys. You guys told me that it's important. Yes, it is important that, that we talk about what happened with Larry because it's very important. Yeah, because then 
Then Xander shows up and uh, beats the crap out of him and is like, that's weird. I'm very happy now. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I, I used fresh for the whole thing anyways. So, yeah, he's a Let me go to the costume shop. Greg, go costume shop. Yes. <laughs> okay. I pretty much went over what happened at the costume shop. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I, Giles yeah. is like, ooh, I'm going to beat you up. And also, this guy is being weirdly flirty with him. Yeah. They're mates. I don't feel like they're flirty at all, but that's okay. I'm no, he is flirty. Obviously, Giles is, is not Giles. Giles, Giles. Yeah. Well, Sonic Boom basically just makes it obvious that they're that they were friends and something happened. Yeah, yeah. They made it. He says it right on screen. They made it, and he yeah. calls him and he calls him Ripper as well, which yes. uh, which is which is a reference to his many farts he committed in college that he lit on fire. God, that wasn't the reason. Oh no. <laughs> well, I mean it was it was when they were when they were at Watcher University. So uh yeah, maybe maybe that's why they called him that, and it doesn't have to do with the fact that his name is Rupert and it kinda sounds like Ripper and he uh well, did lots I mean, of that's, it can be both. evil things. Yeah, it's a play on words. He, yeah, he did a bunch of he murdered a bunch of people and he farted a lot. So they call him Ripper. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to point out I didn't realize that the pirate was Larry until after Xander beat You thought it was just a random, horrible rapist part. And I'm sorry I keep using that phrase, but that's what it is. I thought he was well, I thought he was Johnny Depp. He looks nothing like Johnny Depp. How yeah, but you know what? The I mean, way actually, that he plays that, that up the way that he plays like, it up, like he doesn't look like Johnny Depp, but he definitely acts like you know, Jack Sparrow. Take that back. I can kind of see maybe a behavioral similarity, but also not really, actually. Like, I take that back like, again. You're just wrong. I almost, I almost <laughs> wonder if, like Jack, if Johnny Depp watched this episode when he was establishing his oh Jack Sparrow God. character. That would require Johnny Depp to have like done research. Um, I thought he actually did. His oh no, I know he actually. Was... I'm just saying, why would he do research via Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Well, I was going to say what he based his his pirate character on. Maybe Buffy was basing that pirate character on. Oh, oh! So they were. So it was parallel, parallel thinking. Yeah, that actually makes it was, wow. It was parallax scrolling, a, a video game that breakthrough. That makes a lot of sense, Jordan. I have a. I mean, because the thing is, Johnny Depp actually is a good actor. It's just that Jack Sparrow is an obnoxious character, and he's also played Jack Sparrow in like eight different other movies, like See, Willy Wonka. You were going to say Johnny Depp's a good actor. He's just a bad person. I mean, that might be true, too, but, like, I mean, like, there have been movies where Johnny Depp actually, like, did the methody thing and was, like, super, like, I believe him that that is him. But then uh-huh. other times he just, a lot of Tons times of he end. just plays, he just plays Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And and that makes me hate him. Yeah. So. Because it's um, lazy. Uh, but then what? We break, the, they break the head and. Spike captures everybody. No, you were skipping a few yeah, you skipping it away. Greg, Greg, just take it away. Whatever, yes. whatever yeah. you're at. So mm-hmm. yeah, this pirate man is horrible. He tries to do creepy shit to Buffy, and then Xander shows up. and Which, I just said, Greg, away. take it away, Casey. I know, and then I took it away uh, because I'm being helpful. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have Larry the Rapist Pirate. And Larry, we have Giles. Larry, Larry the Rapist Pirate. Oh no, I've started something. I'm so sorry. 
Uh, we then had we've got Giles beating up his co. I really have no idea. Yeah, um, yeah, with better mates. He he's basically trying to convince him to tell him how to break the spell. And he's a bunch um, of sassy shit back at him, like ooh, hibbity hoo. But yeah, I won't help you. I did like how Ethan was like. what are you gonna? He's like, oh, Rupert, I'm so. And then, like, halfway through a sentence, he just kicks the shit out of him. Like, yeah, like Giles just beats the shit out of him, and I love like, it. Like, Ethan is <laughs> on the ground at the beginning of the scene, and Giles is wiping the blood from his hands. So he has been, <laughs> he has been doing some, some like extreme shit here. So he does eventually tell him that he needs to break the the head of Janus in order to break the spell. Um, but at the same time, uh, Buffy, Angel, Willow, Cordelia, and Xander are all getting chased by Spike and uh, a gang of vampires and various monsters. monsters that uh, that have started chasing them towards an a, a open warehouse. Uh, Xander tries to block off the door uh, with very little success. But then they're crushed by the Power Rangers who are also fighting in the abandoned warehouse district. Mm. <laughs> you know, it had been some of those kids were definitely dressed as Power Rangers. Oh, for that oh. time, I would oh, say so. Yeah, but also they were those putties that were in disguise that were dressed as Power Rangers from that Halloween episode. Oh, so that's the thing is the, like they were all so unhappy with how crappy their Power Rangers outfits were that they realized that they're just the putties that were dressed as them. So then when they transformed into them, then they were evil. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds about yeah. right. Um, so Spike's gang manages to, to overpower the, our little gang of heroes here. And so various people are holding back Xander and Willow and, or no, not Willow, uh, but uh, or wait, so they, no, they, Willow they does show up. Physically hold back Willows. That's kind of impossible. Yeah. Um, Angel. So, yeah, and Spike's getting ready to, you know, he's smacking Buffy around a little bit. Buffy's, of course, crying and, you know, very scared. Spike's getting ready. I'm assuming he's gonna try and bite her and, and feast he's on. Being her. creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. This was and the other, uh, the, evil Spike is native. fucking awesome. <laughs> Anyways, what you were saying, Jordan? The scene where the scene makes basically the the wiki specifically said the scene kind of uh, mirrors an incident, which people. Well, I'm just saying, like what? later they, in the they, series, they said, Buffy. Tri- sorry, later in the series, Spike tries to rape Bucky, Buffy, oh. specifically, like like uh, when he's when no, he's and, like, and but he got away by by losing his metal arm. Oh, no. When when oh, Spike is because because later in the series Spike is he doesn't have a soul so he's still evil but he also is like legitimately in love with Buffy and so he's like you know back and forth so confused and goes back and forth between being like a an ally and a bad guy and yes he does in one scene attempt to rape Buffy yeah. thanks Joss. And he never, and he never like really is able to come back from that. Like that's when they, that's when she cuts things off. If I remember right, like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a subtle thing. Apparently, what happened was it sound um, subtle. Apparently, well, because so I'm describing it. it to you, I'm not. It's not literally how it's happening. 
like it's a it's a thing. Also, uh, based on what James Marster says, apparently what happened was um, they changed stations from the WB to UPN or something like that, and yeah. uh, and so there were no standards and practices on UPN, and so they were able to um, basically make softcore porn for like a few episodes, and that's where that sort of came out of because they didn't they were like we can do anything we want so that's why limits aren't always bad yeah i mean that's you know that's what james marster says is the he actually said when i saw him live uh he said that was his least favorite stretch of the uh of the series because understandable they always had him having sex with uh with buffy but sarah michelle geller had in her contract that she you know didn't get naked, but he didn't. So for like six months, his costume was a tube sock. Jeez. That's, uh, that's, yeah, it's kind of shitty. It's, yeah. it's not the best stretch of the series. That's for sure. Mm. Still, I'm still team spike though. All right. Yeah. Good for you. So just as uh, Spike is about to uh, end things, the the head of Janus is broken. And so Spike is sort of like stroking Buffy's hair. And as the statue breaks, uh, he pulls the wig off and is like, what the? And Buffy's like, oh, guess who's back? And proceeds to kick the shit out of him. She, she, says, she says, hi, honey. I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> says uh, Shady's back. And then she, yeah, she beats the shit out of him, and it's very good. It's very, um... Yeah, and Xander's about to, uh, to shoot somebody and, uh, realizes that his gun has changed back to the toy. It has re-orange tipped. Yeah. Uh, Willow has disappeared, and Spike, as he makes his getaway, uh, everybody's like, whoa, where's Willow? And then we cut to the porch where she had died, and, uh, (laughs) she gets up. And takes the ghost costume off. Because she's like, and, ooh, I'm confident now. Yeah, and she, she dumps it she in the trash. Yeah. Yeah, and confidently walks across the street as Oz. Oh, my God, we forgot the Oz scene. I, yeah. No, yeah. we mentioned the Oz scene. <laughs> Basically, okay. when we, we saw Cordelia uh, and the cat costume, Oz was there. Yeah. Yeah, I um, well, yeah there was. I think we did miss an Oz scene. Because he was yeah, like. Yeah. He didn't mention how she's saying that uh, she gave, like. And Oz is a dumbass who isn't really paying attention. Yeah, Oz like, is Oz is pretty oblivious, but he's awesome. He's awesome. Like he's, he's like like, uh, like doesn't she call like the van leader like doesn't fall uh doesn't remember <laughs> dates or doesn't... show up on time? Yeah, like a super long thing. He's like, oh well, we just he, call him Devin. We just call him Devin <laughs> these days. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a really good line, actually. He's terrific. <laughs> Oz is Oz is terrific. Like it's. Take it in his hand. As the evening descends, I start thinking about it. I'll take a man. theme that I care about quite a bit, and I'll start writing lines. It definitely all starts with the guitar. If you're playing music, you're not getting worse ever. Right. So. I'm Kendall Hallman, host of the new podcast, Waiting Here for Every Man. On each episode, I interview regular people, ranging from the most casual hobbyists to working musicians, about the music in their life. Please check it out at KendallCast.Ninja or the KendallCast podcast feed on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. All my fine dreams, well thought out schemes to gain the motherland. Have 
eventually come down to waiting for every man. Oh, right, the part, this, I, we're, we got past the part where they, so yeah, they're at the part where uh, Buffy's finally talking about her actual feelings to Angel instead of just assuming the worst. Yeah, yes, that's, that's part and of the And he's like, idea. oh, don't worry, I fucking hated the ladies back then. They were all a bunch of dumb fucking idiots, not like you. <laughs> you're not like all those other girls. <laughs> yeah, you're not like the other girls. <laughs> they were and then boring. they have sex, but it's not that good, so he doesn't have perfect happiness. Do, do they have sex? You're probably right, although I will say that canonically, uh, in Angel... He has sex with somebody else, and he's like, it wasn't very good, so it wasn't perfect happiness. No, I know, because he's had sex before as Angel tons of times. It's implied that happens, sure. It's just not, it's just because it's with Buffy. It, it was. It did not make like, him come his soul out like this special time. Because Buffy is, is his, like, one true love. Like you said, it's part of the show. Like, it's, even if you don't like the pairing, it's kind of I mean, the show to be fair, trying Buffy to tell you might that. have given him a BJ before then. <laughs> Okay, can we continue? <laughs> <laughs> what? They're consenting uh, oh, adults. Fine, I just don't want to talk about no, it. They're not consenting adults. She's a child. Oh, She's right. like right. sixteen. I'm just here shaking my head. <laughs> I was about to bring up the Romeo and Juliet law, but let's not go down that road. Oh, no. No. Yeah, no, it's let's not Romeo and Juliet because he's two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. All right, so wait. Actually, that's the end. Yep, that's the, the end of the episode. Yeah, basically. Congratulations, it's over. <laughs> and then at the very end, we get that little uh, mutant zombie going grr, arg. Yep. So yeah, thoughts on the episode. Oh yeah, and what's his face disappears and leaves a note saying he'll be back, and he definitely comes back, despite what some people thought. Me, but I thought. <laughs> I did like though, like when he went back to the shop the next day, it was it was like pretty much empty, like just they, like a they, real life Halloween pop up. <laughs> <laughs> there one day and gone the next, migrating through the Great West. Mm-hmm. Yes, following the Halloween season. <laughs> <laughs> the only All thing right. I was missing was four lease signs in the window. <laughs> yeah, thoughts on the episode overall. I liked it. Um, when, I, yeah, when I think it's... of uh, Halloween-themed episodes of shows, this is one of my favorites. Yeah, I thought it was a good one. I think it's a really neat idea to be like, oh, everyone's costumes, they turn into that. Like, it's like everyone turns into what their costume was is a, is a cute idea. And mm-hmm. I like it for all the episode. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty creative idea because I can't recall too many times that I've seen that particular type of idea portrayed for Halloween. So yeah, the only one I can think of is that episode of the Simpsons. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of a bunch of fanfics I've read. (laughs) (laughs) So no, TV doesn't do it very much. Fanfics love it. (laughs) Kendall, what about you? You're quiet. Oh, what'd you think? I, I was, I was, I'm, since I'm so sober, I figured I'd let you guys discuss it first. No, I really liked it. Um, this is definitely a really early episode of the show. Um, 
like the way they're portraying Willow as like the sort of super shy Willow goes away pretty quickly, at least by season four. Um, Quark as principal, like I'm pretty uh, sure he dies soon. No, I'm. Well, I'm that, was another, that was my one thing that disappointed me is that they didn't have him dressed up as Quark and make it a crossover. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure because he. I was surprised to see him because I thought he died in the first season, but he must have. No, that's the other principal who died. Right, in the right. First he must. He's he replaced him, but there's. Place. But he also dies. I'm pretty sure. But now that I think about it, I think he was dealing with the. He was dealing with the mayor later. Uh, Cordelia. I was surprised how much I liked her because. Uh, I, it's early Cordelia. Because it's early Cordelia. Again, like, I didn't like her at first. I really didn't like her at first. And then, like, grew to like her as as the show went on, and as and especially in Angel. Um, Buffy, obviously, is the worst part of Buffy. Um, Xander... I like Buffy. I I'm still... Know. It's it's interesting, because, like, Xander is still in that gray area right now. Because Xander's a lot of fun later yeah. in the seasons, later in the series. But, yeah, he does... I think there is some merit to what you guys are saying about him being a little bit of a creeper. You know, mm-hmm. he just he needs to get with once he gets with Cordelia, then uh, then sort of he moves. He forgets about the whole Buffy love interest stuff. And then also, he I don't like Angel, but Angel, you got to deal with him. Yeah. I also like mm-hmm. Angel once he leaves. But like the Angel Buffy stuff early in the show, I don't really like. Also, really like Evil Spike. Like, I don't care what you guys say. We didn't say anything. I'm paranoid because I've had not quite half a bottle of wild turkey. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just talking about the actual bird the first time you mentioned it. <laughs> I thought it was a euphemism. It's, it's, don't worry. Yeah, see, I know you guys are Canadian. Um, Emily, wild turkey is a kind of I'm bourbon. Not, I'm not We do bourbon. have wild turkey up here. Bourbon is a kind of whiskey I was, that is made in <laughs> Kentucky. And bourbon are. Kentucky I'm, is the state that is south of Ohio, where I live. Great. Awesome. Is a type of alcoholic drink? Yes. Alcohol is a chemical? Cognac. Also, just, it is not cognac. That is a different thing. Yes. I just wanted to say the word. <laughs> also, also, just, you know, in case anyone's playing along at home, this is the 81 proof wild turkey, not the 101 proof wild turkey. Because the 81 proof wild turkey costs less than $20. Gobble, gobble, gobble. That sounds so, like yeah. putty. <laughs> um, we had questions from the last night, but with it being so late, I'm not sure if we can really get to them right uh, now. You want to just do I, some quick news? Yeah, I was going to say that I could. There was one question that I could that we might be able to do really quick. And then like when then like a quick news post too, but let's do the news first and get yeah do the news first because I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can't leave yet. The first part is going to excite you. Okay. Okay, so welcome to the news corner where we talk about the news. It's Transformers. In case you forgot, this is not a Buffy podcast. <laughs> though there are though the kids do transform in the show, just transform into monsters. Yeah, that's why we chose yeah. this episode. Yeah, we were so clever. That wasn't just because it was Halloween related, vaguely. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of non-Transformers that transform, remember how that new trailer for that there, the Star Wars, dropped the other day? Maybe you've heard of it? Mm-hmm. No, i never heard of it. Some obscure I, franchise from the 80s? I actually haven't watched the trailer. I just know that it's out there, and I've seen bits and pieces. Mm. 
It's good. Well, I'm sure the trailer will get a nice SEO boost from None. being combined with a more recognizable brand, which is Transformers, because <laughs> that's right, Star Wars Transformers are back! So they've made, they're making them again, or are they New re-releasing one. them? I got the link right here. It's a super sexy one of Darth Vader as his prototype TIE Advance. He says an exciting oh. channel. I'm making him mad. <laughs> it's cool. It's way better than the original one that was just like a weird shell former. This one actually looks like a fucking robot mech. Yeah, it actually does look a lot better than, than before. Yeah, it's this is it's TIE Advanced X-1, and it comes with a minifigure of Darth Vader that can pilot it in five Stormtrooper minifigures and also a lightsaber that he can use in robot mode. And it looks fucking great, and I love it. It's, it's cute. I like it. Look, ro- robots with laser swords are awesome. And it, it solves a lot of Gundam. problems. That yeah. Was, that was with, it solves a lot of the problems with the first version of the line where they were just, like, weird shell formers that, like, didn't really were like so obsessed with looking exactly like the character that it didn't look quite right. Like, what's a shell former? It's basically, a transformer that mostly relies on just being a shell around a robot. Yeah, basically, it's just you cover over the body of of okay. what 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 it turns into. It's lots Anyways, of kibble here's and the not one a lot from of the bits. original toy line of Darth Vader as the Tie Advance. It's just Darth Vader. Yeah, it's whatever. So, like, yeah, like the bottom underneath, underneath the the Tie Fighter toy is basically the right, right, body okay. of the thing. So it's it doesn't change very much. Like, like the Air Razor figure. Yeah, the original. So this one, it's like a cool. It looks like a fucking even in vehicle mode. It looks like a cool fucking Tie Advance. It looks accurate, and then it turns into a cool robot. But yeah, also look at this. Look at the shitty Luke Skywalker one from the original toy line. It's just it's just Luke Skywalker with a bunch of shit hanging off of his back and sides. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. bad. He looks like one of the Centurions. So yeah, I'm excited to see if they do more of these. But yeah, Takara announced this thing, and it looks fucking cool, and I'm happy. Yeah, he just like made it. a fucking gonna... deep '80s cut reference, and nobody got it. Look, Whatever somebody who somebody who's a fan of Beast Wars and Buffy and Sailor Moon probably got it. So, anyways, I'm sure Kendall's very excited because they definitely transform into animals. Yep. Fuck that's, off. That's what it is. Human is an animal. I mean, for real though, it would be kind of cool if there was like one that transformed into a fucking Rancor. I would buy that. I. It wouldn't. No, because... What, you don't want Megatron to be a Rancor? Unless there was, like, a TV show that was good. I... What if it was a good tie-in comic? <laughs> eh. What if it was a really nice fan comic? Like, I guess you could do... I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, you could tell normal- a story... You could tell a story of... of somebody turning into a star Wars creature and being a robot thing. And it would have the, the duality of, of the beat of man versus beast that I like from beast wars. I think it would be bad though. Like in reality, it would probably be bad. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm bringing so much negativity to this show. Maybe, maybe if it wasn't in the vacuum of space where so many bad things have gone, like leprechaun, (laughs) I am. I just. No, oh, you're making a reference to Leprechaun in Space. Okay. Yes. I am. I thought you were trying to make a weird roundabout reference to the Great Gazoo. 
So uh, anyhow, like from Flintstones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Who does? Wait, was that an audio entropy podcast where somebody claimed only Fred could see him? Because that's not true. Fred and Barney could see him. Damn it. It was. I think TWA. it was. Yeah, it was TWA, and yeah, I. Well, I they were got... wrong, and it made me mad. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to say that to them too, but oh well, it's an old. I'll, episode, I'll let them so. know next time. <laughs> yeah, let them know next recording on recording. I want it put in stone. So, so Sunday's not tomorrow. So I'm going to tell a story. Um, so <laughs> I just uh, discovered this uh, podcast called The Weird Alphabet, where they're reviewing uh, every Weird Al song alphabetically. Oh, they're 89 episodes in. Um, and I sent them an email. About their fourth episode, <laughs> in which they uh, in which they um, talked about uh, Albuquerque, because they didn't understand why Weird Al didn't want to join the Columbia Record Club, and I explained to them, they "It's didn't know about that, huh?" Right? They didn't they didn't get the reference, like that the Columbia Record Club was a thing that had lots of uh, you know you did a trial or whatever, and then it was really hard to unsubscribe to their, their subscription service. And it was like a trope in, you know, in the eighties and the nineties, like kind of yeah, hack you know, comedian stuff. Uh, so, and, and here's the thing. I sent them an email about that again, 85 episodes ago, <laughs> they sent me an email back, t- back today, thanking me and saying, please, if you have any other fun facts that we mix, please send us some more emails. Cool. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say an episode of the Goldbergs actually had uh, a B plot centered around that. Adam was trying to game Columbia, like Columbia Record House, by basically making up uh, names of people. One one time was he, he even just put down the name as Darth Vader, Santos Ooh. L Halper. Yeah, just he just basically was, playing, and then he realized that he was in trouble because he couldn't keep the the. Uh, scam going and so he was going to have to pay all all this money for these these uh these cassettes that he got but he got 30 of them for a penny <laughs> all right what's the what's the question jordan i couldn't even oh. finish the news you, took, you guys took me on a goldberg based side road there was also stuff about podcasts and twa Sorry. Oh yes, here it is surprising new con exclusive that was for new york comic-con it's not really I mean, it's not really, like, super surprising now because it's been a couple of weeks. But, you know, it was surprising at the time. It's fucking a, another three-pack, like that one with RC and Lanad and uh, Ultra Magnus. Only this one is of the monster bot Grotusk and his new Titan Master Fengal and the G1 Headmaster Scorponok, not the Beast Wars one. Huh. It's a pretty cool-looking Beast yeah. Transformer thing. Yeah, it's mm. like a fucking weird gargoyle man. Yeah. And actually, this pack is like weirdly referential to a lot of the Japanese Headmaster cartoon. Because Grotusk is a pretty heavy retool of another monster bot who got a toy recently, Twinferno. I think I and, remember you mentioning that, yes. And Twinferno's Titan Master from that, uh, Dabaru, or Daburu, which is just a Japanese way of saying double. Was oh. an homage to the Beast Former slash Battle Beasts character White Leo. Oh, Battle Beasts. Yeah, and Fangle 
the Titan Master for Grotesque is an homage to the Beast Former Platinum Tiger. And this comes from the Beast Formers slash Battle Beasts appearances in the Japanese Headmaster cartoon, where the Decepticons tried to invade the planet Beast, but were thwarted by the Autobots, and then at the end, the Monster Boss ended up staying behind on the planet to protect them from future Decepticon attacks. So that's that was nice of them. Yeah. And then this also connects Scorponok in because in the show, Scorponok had the Decepticons enslave some of the Beast Formers to build him his giant body so that he would be on equal footing with Fortress Maximus. So it makes ah. sense to also include him in this box set. That's a lot of layers of references. Yeah, it's fucking cool. And apparently this set will also, in the future at some point, be available to purchase off of Toys R Us, kind of like the RC one was. Providing they don't get bankrupt first. <laughs> I was just about to say. Toys R Us is already bankrupt. Well, maybe they'll they just file be for an protection. On- maybe they'll just be an online store then, eventually. I mean, that's how I had to order the RC one, so that's fine. Well, I mean, Kmart had bankrupt, went bankrupt, but they still had stores. Yeah. No, no, they'll still true. have stores. It sounds like they'll just have less stores. <laughs> and also, they'll probably get rid of like some of their spinoff stores. Okay. Anyways. Those are the ones that make money, though. Like, Babies are Us. I'm not a Toys R Us expert, and also this isn't news. Anyways, up next are some hot and sexy picks from New York Comic Con featuring uh, Volcanicus, the Terracons, Rodimus Unicronus, and some other dudes. Wait, Rodimus Unicronius? Yeah, I'll, I'll explain that in just a second. It's, it's hyper than you, would, than, I, than you would think. Here's some link to some picks. Because I, I still kind of really want to try and get some of the, the new Dinobots that form Volcanicus. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, there are some picks from that of, you know, from, yeah. From the Aww, New York- he's, stand- he's standing by candy corn. Yeah. Anyways, now everybody's gotten a chance to see those pictures, which is totally good podcasting. <laughs> Anyways, it's funny because... There were, like, rumors a little while back that there was going to be a Black Rodimus repaint that would be called Rodimus Unicronus oh. in the Twitter. And when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, man, this is fucking dumb. But then when this reveal happened, I totally pulled total 180 because this isn't just a straight-up black repaint. This is a fucking pretty heavy homage to Shattered Glass Rodimus, who was oh, the neat. goatee sporting Brooklyn accented negative polarity universe counterpart to Hot Rod. It looks okay. like if you turn Lobo into a Transformer. Here, I'll, <laughs> you're all. What the? What do you mean? Oh, I see him. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, here. My link got broken up when I was sent this in an email to myself. Paste. There we go. Yeah, anyways, here's also some character art of the uh, Shattered Glass Hot Rod. He's a rude boy. And he has a fucking goatee. It's, he, Yeah, he's, he's like the fucking evil version, you know, because Shattered Glass is just the mere universe from Star Trek. That's pretty great. Anyways, it's interesting because the 3D renders of him give him a Decepticon insignia, but his physical prototype at New York Comic Con had a purple Autobot logo like how the Shattered Glass version does. So we don't know which one's going to show up on the final product, but I'm excited for it now. I've gone from... Oh, this is an easy skip to... Oh, I'm not sure if I'll get the regular Rodimus or this one. S- some more pictures of leaks. Glorious, glorious leaks. Leaks, glorious leaks. Paste. You know what I miss? Leaks. 
Beeksis. Oh, gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I'm I glad. Thanks, thanks, Emily. <laughs> Anyways, we got some leaked art and 3D renders and packaging of various characters for Power of the Primes. I'm just going to focus on the stuff. We have confirmation of the rumors that Alita One is getting a toy, and it's a retool of Starscream. Cool. I kind of wish she got her own unique one, but I'm just happy she's finally getting a proper, fully retailed toy after all these years. It's good that well, she yeah. is getting one. It's yeah. going to be like a plane. That's interesting. Yeah, and we also get a confirmation that there's going to be a new Inferno. Not the, not that one, Kendall. I'm sorry. Uh, he must be peeing again. <laughs> I'm not peeing again. I just was allowing you to finish your thing because, like, you're. It's important to finish the news posts. It's true, it is. I'm very important all the time. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Inferno that was a fire truck from G1, it's a retool of the Hotspot slash Onslaught mold from Combiner Wars. Would have liked it if the front end was retooled to better match the fire truck he usually is, but considering how often Hotspot gets stuck being a retool of Inferno, it's okay that the shoe is on the other foot for once. That being said, I'm going to be passing on this one. I already got enough of that mold. I don't really care about Inferno, unless it's the Ant one. Yeah, the Ant one's cool. I was going to get another one. I'd want it to be the Pyromagna from the Victorian box set, because she's cool. So we also got a peek at the combined modes, as well as Abominus. Nice. And they look really cool. I find it interesting that they sort of went with, uh, for uh, Alita 1 and Inferno, anyways, and with combined mode head is bigger version of, of right, the character's regular head. That kind of it works for Starscream, but I was kind of hoping for like either some weird new heads or just some weird homages or something. Mm. But I get why they went with that since they don't actually have like a dedicated team to go with each of these bodies. Unlike with Volcanicus and Abominus, mm. they're just kind of you just use whatever limbs you have around. So I kind of get it, but it still was kind of a shame. It would have been cool. Mm. It also is a shame, is it's a shame that. Well, here's the thing, you know, Chromia got a good toy back in the Thrilling 30 toy line, and now we're getting a toy for Alita and Moonracer, and there's also part of the Alita rumor was that Firestar would also be getting a new toy, which brings us up to three new ladies, or three old ladies in this toy line, not counting the new one, Slash. And so if they would have get, if they would give toys for the other two of uh, Alita's teammates from G1, which is Greenlight and Lancer, then we'd have... All six of the G of Ilita's G one like Cybertron Rebel Group, and they could have made those be the other limbs, and she could have been a whole combiner team. Yeah. Also, Greenlight and Lancer, lesbian couple in IDW, so we would have gotten more lesbians. Nice, lesbian robots oh. are good. So yeah, I hope they. It still might give them toys at some point in, later in the toy line or in a future box set. Maybe I could. This seems like the kind of thing they'll. They've already gone this far. They'll probably finish out the whole team at some point. And I'm just frankly happy we're getting a noticeable increase in ladies in the toy Yay. line. That's Unlike always good. Power Rangers. Yeah. Fuck, the opposite. Fuck you, Bandai. Good job, Hasbro. <laughs> Alrighty. But yeah, Moon Racer looks fucking great, and I love her. And with, with the color now, and also we got to see her Jazz and Ripper Snapper as arms. So yeah, it confirms that her and Jazz are also going to be arms, not just the other people. So yeah, it's fucking yeah. cool. Anyways, now let's finish this shit up because Kendall is drunk and dead. <laughs> I'm gonna be up until for another five or six hours. Anyways, but I'm drunk. That's true. 
So yeah, here's just we're just gonna finish off with some movie tidbits. First up, John Cena is confirmed that his character is gonna be a Sector Seven agent. Not much else oh. to say there. Okay. So, he is a human and not a transformer who will say you can't see me and then actually turn invisible. That'd be cool. Would have been so awesome. And a more exciting front, we have leaked images of Masterpiece Barricade. What, the movie Barricade? Uh, it's Movie One Barricade. Movie One? I like his Movie One body. Yeah, I know. It's fucking cool. We got some peeks at him. Because he looks like he's he's all sharp and pointy and deadly. Yeah, he's got like he's got like crazy like a uh, tire uh, tire fingers wrists. hands. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm fucking hype. I'm gonna definitely get this when it comes out because nice. I need some. Both because, I mean, I was I was initially planning on oh when Barricade comes out he'll be the only movie masterpiece guy I get, but then I ended up getting Bumblebee and I'm pretty happy with the Bumblebee purchase. Nice. So now I need now I definitely need to get him so Bumblebee has somebody to fight. You guys, I had to drink half a bottle of wild turkey to admit it, but I think I might almost like Bumblebee, even though he turns into a car. <laughs> well, I guess you know the Bumblebee movie, you'll enjoy that, hopefully. I was going to say, Bumblebee's generally being a good character in the movie 5 that we definitely did not have an ab- aborted <laughs> review on as, is kind of what got me hyped for the idea of a Bumblebee movie. Well, that and also the fact that it's a completely different director and creative and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, hey, I watch a movie about Bumblebee being his bumbly self. But yeah, he's a fucking he's a fucking masterpiece barricade. He's a cool Mustang cop car. I'm hype. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, man, that's, let's see here. I'll just check on Matt to see if there's any breaking news. Nope, we're good. That's all the news. Okay. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> now let's go tuck Kendall in. I told you I'm I'm going. Oh wait, for... actually, there's one more thing. Uh, there's going to be Dinobot and Forge to fight. That's fucking cool. <laughs> Yay! Jared Jordan didn't mention that to us. Because I I, I, I don't remember that. Well, I, yeah, because you're not in the that. Facebook thing. Because you don't use Facebook. So, well, here's a picture of it. Even though you've already seen it, I don't know. Is it the header? That's cool. I mean, like, yeah, I I didn't have the picture of the header. I just kind of did a link to their article about, oh, we're updating. I'm only, I'm only kind of bummed because, it, I mean, as far as I know, there isn't a new toy of him coming out. Yeah. I wish it was. I wish this was going along with well, a new toy. It is kind of interesting that they have, like, an old Megatron ha- hanging in the back, though. That might mean that they're going to do a G1 Megatron eventually. Uh, yes, I've heard the implication being that they're either going to do G1 Megatron or Beast Wars Megatron in the near future. Ooh. Which would kind of work considering they just put in Dinobot. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know for sure they're going to put in Primal when Primal's new toy comes out. Yeah. I mean, come on. It would be fucking weird not to. I mean, he's they're, they're kind of doing the big push for him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Dinobot, he's fucking cool. He has two thumbs. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> like the cartoon. Yeah. Was weird in the well, cartoon. Masterpiece weird. Dinobot's still a thing that's going to happen eventually. So that's still something mm-hmm. anyways that's all the news yeah yeah alrighty so you said there was one question you want us to answer Jordan uh, yeah just real so real quick uh, so Cameron on the network actually asked us real when the uh, like who our favorite night of the round table was and I just thought that would be a neat thing to, to get onto because since it's kind of you know 
completely devoid of anything other than just knight's stuff. Sir okay. Wayne. Because he beat up a green Where? guy. Oh, he's the one who fought the, the green the knight, yes. Okay. I like Lance a lot. I know well, he's like... Lance a little. Huh? No, I don't like, like Lance a little. I'm giving him disses. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, I kind of like him because he's like, I don't know, he's like the Lance. He's he's a prototypical, prototypical Lancer besides, you know, Lance from Voltron. <laughs> and like, I, I, I always kind of liked him. I thought it was kind of cool. And then he's also played by a guy in... The Merlin show that looks just like Danny Sexbang, which is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and it works. It works though. Uh, uh, Sir Robin. <laughs> I was waiting for Monty Python. I don't. Was there an actual Sir Robin though? I don't fucking know. I don't know anything <laughs> about. Nice I'm giving second place to. Percival, because Percival was Blaze the Cat in that Sonic game with the... That's true. Table. Yeah. I was also going to say Guinevere, but I don't know if she technically counts. It's not nice. Okay, yeah. but like in the Merlin show, she was kind of a badass. Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, cool in the Merlin show. So, but yeah, okay, I'll say Sir Robin. So. He bravely ran away. Yes, he did. <laughs> and Gwen was Knuckles. <laughs> so I That's was... That's Shadow. Yes, I know. <laughs> My perfect edge boy. <laughs> so, uh, if we go by Monty Python, I did kind of like Lancelot and and uh, and Robin, like the just in the, in the movie themselves. But as for like the Knights of the Round Table, I kind of liked Sir Belvedere. Bel- Belvedere, I cannot say Mr. Belvedere. Right. Not Mr. Belvedere. Was he the Butler Knight? No, he was the well in in money. He was the one of like learned and and knowledge and stuff. But like in the Arthurian legend, he was one of the knights that basically was with Arthur at the beginning and all the way to the end, and the one who threw the the sword back into the lake. Uh, yeah, and it it just sounds like you know that's probably what I, I'd end up being like if uh if there was like some like bold group or something like that. I'd be one of the side characters that's there the entire time until it finally falls apart and i just have to go on on my own what if you ended up being a rosencrantz or a gildenstern i don't want to be dead i don't need to be dead either i was greg's to favorite night in the lake where the lady of the lake lives i think greg fell asleep by amy the hedgehog no i'm amy here rose in the sonic <laughs> game greg what was your favorite night uh some might have thought that it might have been arthur just because that's my middle name but i actually liked uh percival Nice. Oh. Nice. Blaze the cat. Blaze the cat. <laughs> so this is like when people do Warren Beast trivia and they're like, what's Greg's middle name? It's Arthur. That's going to be like, it's going to be like when, when people ask what Fat Tony's real name is. And it was only said in one episode of The Simpsons. We're basically The Simpsons. Yep. You're one step closer to Docs and Greg now. Yep. Oh, no. I no. don't know what that means. Don't basically worry about tracking it. me down. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. um So that was our our question. Everybody answered the question, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? Oh, I do. I do I do I do. Okay. Yes. So in the next month or two, I'm going to be part of a new podcast. Awesome. Nice. Oh. It is called the Magical Spellcast. <laughs> nice. And we are going about? to be watching shows, shows in, of the magical girl genre. Nice. Oh, neat. Yeah, we 
We don't have a specific timeline of when it's going to start, but we're hoping to get started in the next month or two, have some episodes out by then. Awesome. And in the meantime, we already have the Tumblr URL, magicalspellcast.tumblr.com. We got that. We also have the Twitter handle, uh, at magicspellcast, because Magical Spellcast has too many characters, apparently, because Twitter fucking sucks. Fucking Twitter. So, so yeah, <laughs> look, keep an eye on those. Look forward to that. I'm excited. I think that I think they started following the Warren Beast podcast. Yeah, I know. I helped. I said I was going to set up that account. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I followed it back. So. Yeah, I, I assumed that, that was like, probably. Oh, something. I got followed back. Sweet. Sweet boy. Friday. <laughs> well, that's not All for right. another Who's six next? days. Mm. This goes up what? on. Because this goes up on Saturday. He's talking about his podcast, I think. No, you said follow back Friday. So oh, I said not I for another said, six I days. She, I thought she said Black Friday, and I'm like, that's I more than follow, a week away. Follow back Friday. Yeah. Um, that's every Friday. Um, anywho. Jordan, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you uh, want to plug? So I'll plug uh, Game Apartment 1C again. Uh, Dan's been doing really well. He's actually got, like, I, I think, like, uh, what is it? Like, um... Some kind of I forget what, what what the various status things on Twitch are that that give you like extra extra benefits and stuff like that and he actually got uh, one of them I'm trying to remember what it is but anyways and also he's contemplating actually uh, doing like a like how Jules does like uh, gunpla building he's contemplating actually doing that too like he's doing like gunpla building episodes and stuff I keep okay. telling him that he he should get a hold of a uh, <laughs> get a hold of of julie and like and like swap notes back and forth but i don't know if he's done that yet <laughs> well we'll see i'm sure she'd have some pointers at the very least she is the gunpla <laughs> champion mm-hmm. and that's all I'll plug for this long nightly episode mm-hmm. Em, how about you um, you can catch me my artwork on dangerchair.tumbo.com um you can also see me on twitter at this is emeralds um, and I am also on other audio podcasts, Home for Infinite Losers, uh, In Pursuit of Passions, and I guest a lot on Teenagers of Attitude. You're a cast member now. Don't even front. When's I'm, When's the I, next uh, In Pursuit of Passions coming out? Um, as soon as I edit it, it's probably on the, probably I'm going to go for like the twenty twentieth kind of thing. Twenty first. It's nineteenth today, so probably twenty first. <laughs> okay, cool. I just I looked at it because. And it, it still just has the two episodes, so. Yeah, it's a monthly podcast. Oh, okay. Good to know. Kendall, how about you? You can find everything I do at kendallcast.ninja. Mm-hmm. I just realized I forgot to plug my normal, like, actual accounts, which is just at Lady K. Hirsch on Twitter and cutestprincess.tumblr.com. There you go, all done. Okay. Also, I'm going to plug the audio entropy Slack, uh, not Slack chat, fucking... Uh, Discord chat. You can't can't plug our Slack chat. No, I want to plug the audio attribute Discord chat because it's fucking good. Agreed? Anybody? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I agree. If anybody is looking for that, if you follow the audio entropy Twitter account, it is pinned at the top of the the profile uh, for audio entropy. It's an A-plus place with A-plus people. And if, like me, you don't know what Discord is, it's not that complicated. You can figure it out. (laughs) It's true. It's very easy, actually. It's basically a chat client. Um, 
As always, you can find us and many other podcasts on AudioEntropy.com, uh, the aforementioned Pursuit of Passions, TWA, Home for Infinite Losers. Uh, we've got like over 20 now, I think it is. I've lost count at this point. I really need to get up to spec on how many we have now. Um, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at Warren Beast. Or if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can go facebook.com slash group slash Warren Beast podcast. Uh, we normally take questions either on Twitter or Facebook. But if you're very old school uh, and you're old like me, if you like using email, you can also email us at warandbeastpodcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Did I lose everybody? What? What? Okay. He said warandbeastpodcast at gmail.com, and I it cut off. Oh. No, I, you cut off when you just said what you said. Yeah, but Ken's the one recording. So that's yeah. yeah, I'm what matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it got repeated, so people will be able to hear it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been another week. Uh, so this episode, of course, will hopefully be going up Saturday. Uh don't forget as well. Oh, yes. I am not going to forget this because uh, I'll probably be putting the commercial in anyway. We have the Audio Entropy Jackbox stream that will be going up on Twitch on Saturday evening. Yay! Yay. Uh, My boyfriend's the, hosting it. Yes. Uh, the the newest Jackbox uh, just came out this week. Jackbox already back four. Yeah. So if you're looking to do something Saturday evening and you want to join a bunch of the audio entropy crew and a bunch of listeners. Uh, it's normally a really fun time. It normally can go very long. So don't worry if you're not there for the start. Uh, We're not it, there till the end. Don't, yeah. don't try to hold out till the end. Yeah. It's, uh, it's gone like eight or nine hours before. So don't worry about missing the start of it. It goes for quite a while. If you can join us, it would be great. We always love to be able to interact with everybody, and certainly yeah. it seems to be, uh, it seems to be, I'd say, one of the more popular things that Audio Entropy does. So feel free to join us tomorrow or Saturday. Technically, it's Friday for me now, so it's technically tomorrow. But yeah, there you go. So for Warren Beast, I have been Greg. I've been Emily. I've been Jordan. Seriously, kids, don't drink in podcasts. It never ends well. I've been Casey. That was Kendall. Yeah, I'm, I'm Kendall. But yeah, seriously, kids, don't drink in podcasts. Let's roll. This has been awkward. Let's roll. <laughs> so I was going to say champagne was a fun word to say. Hey there, Audio Entropy listeners. This is Mike, and I want to tell you about a special event we've got coming up on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash videoentropy. Now, in the past, we've had some pretty successful streams playing Jackbox Party Pack 3 with listeners, uh, basically for an entire Saturday evening, starting in the afternoon U.S. time and running until the wee hours of the morning. And to celebrate the fact that the aptly named sequel, Jackbox Party Pack 4, is coming out, we're going to be having a big just celebration party stream on October the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern U.S. time or 5 p.m. Pacific U.S. time and running until the wee hours of the morning. Seriously, these things tend to run for like, I don't know, eight or nine hours, basically until everybody feels like stopping. You can come and go as you please. If you can't be there for the start, feel free to show up late. If you can't stay for the whole thing, feel free to leave early. It's fine. It should be a fun time for everyone. 
Now, if you've never been to one of these streams before, it's really easy to play along. Just watch the stream, again, twitch.tv slash videoentropy. Open up another browser somewhere on the same computer or on your phone or tablet or however you want to play, and you go to jackbox.tv. And once you go there, you enter in a four-letter code that we'll be giving you, and it'll let you play along. Now, these things are always a ton of fun. You'll be getting to hang out with us and the Audio Entropy crew. You'll be getting to hang out with other Audio Entropy listeners. It's just a blast. Now, again, one last time. That is twitch.tv slash videoentropy, October the 21st, 2017. And that's a Saturday at 8 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time, or midnight on the 22nd GMT, if that makes it easier for you. And we hope to see you there. Again, after it started, feel free to join in anytime. If these things are going to run long, and it's going to be a blast. Hope to see you there.